Hello, and welcome to episode 140 of the Gaming Fix podcast on September 26th, 2020. I'm your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite pizza. I am joined today by Pat. My partner is very adventurous with pizza in a way that I am not. I just, just give me cheese, loaded up with cheese. Different kinds of cheese? Great. Multiple cheeses? All over it. But she likes like sea salt and like uh, like olive oil bases and um, and like all kinds of stuff. And I, I take a bite of her pizza and I'm like, nah, that's, that's great. But I just want cheese. Okay. Sam. Hello, I hadn't thought of a fun quip, but I bought pineapple on pizza. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll eat pineapple on pizza all day. Allison. Um, my standard pizza does involve p- pineapple. However, uh, there is a pizza place near me, and uh, uh, Pat reminded me, that has a baked potato pizza which uh, has mashed potatoes on it and other stuff, and it is extremely good. So that now sounds like, interesting. Dang, I could go for one of those. You can get a roasted potato pizza here in Japan. Uh, that's a thing you can get. Alex? I'm a big proponent of Indian pizza. So stuff like you have like a tikka masala on a pizza or like a butter <sighs> chicken on a pizza. Curry pizza is pretty good. I'll give yeah. you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. And our special guest this week from the My Xbox and Me podcast, Fixer. Hello, hello. Uh, pizza. Uh, all the meats. Give me them all. I take all the meats, every piece of meat you got, give it to me now. That's my pizza. Pun. And pineapple on pizza, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Pine- if you th- pineapple's a pretty meaty fruit, right? Like it's kind of yeah. not on the same. Not like on a- the same. Not on the same though. I'm not saying I want pineapple on all my all meats pizza, but oh, I will okay. take a pineapple okay. and ham pizza. I'm just but not. I'm not against it like everybody else. You know, I'm not against it. Just that. Yeah, oh if God. you can definitely, if you can grill a fruit, that makes it closer to a meat for sure. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you have it. Why um, not? So, Why not? Like- <laughs> Yes, Allison. So are you, do you want to do the uh, those watermelon hams? No, 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 no. You know, you can put no. like you do like a rum glaze on a ham. So you do a rum watermelon. Like, there's definitely. I mean, that's a thing, right? It's awful. Yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, very yeah, yeah. Fair, There's like but. a restaurant that like roasts a whole watermelon and makes it look like a ham. Yeah. But it is clearly not a ham. And all of the, when they have but, food critics taste it, it, if you watch the videos, they're always like, you can tell they think it's disgusting, but they don't want to say that because like, oh, they, there's a video and it's already COVID time. It's hard to get into this restaurant. We don't want to be rude. And so they're always like, mm, it's not quite like ham, but it's interesting. And it's, that's how you know. Just, that's just a, a that's smack a of ham. That's a miss. <laughs> Be truthful, people, with your food reviews. Gosh darn it. Exactly. Yeah. God, if I can't trust you about food, what can I trust you about? People think game critics get paid for reviews, but the real the real money's in, in food. In food. <laughs> Yelp reviews. I saw Ratatouille. <laughs> the Michelin star people. Mm. 
I did not know that the Michelin tires and the Michelin star people were the same until oh, this yeah. year. Wait, they are the same? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes. they are. Yes, yeah. they are. I thought you were about to say you didn't know they were different, and I was going to laugh no. really hard, but I did not know that they were the same either. <laughs> I don't even know what Michelin tires are, so that tells you everything. Like, the big white rubber man looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Oh, that dude! Oh. Yeah. That's, that's the Michelin star, like, uh, organization, too. Oh! Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? <laughs> Apparently. You learn something new every day. I'm proud of you all. Thank you. I'll uh, yes, see myself you're... out now. I've learned what I needed to. I'm gone. <laughs> well, it was nice having you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we yeah, were going to yeah, have your really, expert they... input, but... Didn't they create it? Right. Because they're like, people will drive to restaurants and they will need more tires. Here go. That's it. It's got to be it. No, it is. feels very tenuous. Follow yeah, the is... money. It's because they made like the Michelin guide or whatever. It's like, it's basically like a TV guide, but for restaurants. And that's how they would rate it was the stars. And then that just became like coveted for some reason. That's yeah. so weird. I just, Michelin stars are overrated. IMO. Uh, How dare you? I don't think I've ever eaten at a Michelin star restaurant. I've eaten I at a stars. I don't know. I, I don't I've even eaten, understand. I've eaten at at least, it was either a one or a two star Michelin restaurant in Chicago, I think. And it was. <laughs> it was it fine. Was fine. Yeah, I mean, it was, that's I, great I podcasting content right there. Silence. Yeah, I respect it. And a big uh, it. silence and a shrug. Yeah, mm, mm. Well, uh, we're known for our deafening silence occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, uh, but that's all I, I think, got for Michelin stars. Yeah, I think. <laughs> uh, we've got fixer here for a limited time, so we want to get into some news Let's, because there's. But, there's a it's lot like a of normal Xbox amount of time. news. Yeah, yeah. After for a normal there, amount, there is a, there yeah, is a normal podcast amount of time. Don't undersell it. You're making me sound like the bad guy here. I've come in and no, they're no, like, no. the first thing I got was, yeah. Sometimes we do three hour podcasts, and I was like, sometimes I won't be doing a three hour podcast. <laughs> like, it won't sometimes be we do. Sometimes we do ninety minutes. No, sometimes sometimes it's. I was just going to say, sometimes we don't do three hour podcasts, and that's rare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many of you. That's the that was the other thing yeah. I was shocked by when when listening to the podcast. I was like, I've never been on a show where there's six people. I'm like, how am I meant to BMC Fixer and try and fight for for time on the screen or in the ears in this regard with six like with five other people? This is like a battle royale in a podcast. It's ridiculous. Like, it, but yeah, I'll it give kind it of is like that for sure. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll only one of us will come out of this live. Coming so. to That's the other part. That's the other part we didn't tell you is. Each week, only it's one like of us gets ring. to live. <laughs> <laughs> the others go into the regeneration ready. chamber and the Vita chamber from Bioshock and get nice. popped back out. Time for work on Monday. Sweet. Yep. So you have to give up your, your weekend if you don't make it out. But I think you'll make it out this week. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, well we'll give you a pass. Thank you. Uh, but not giving any passes this week is Microsoft with... Their just savage attack on I don't know the game industry on Sony by Is, I, I I don't know we'll get into this. Uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda. They acquired them for seven point five billion U.S. dollars. Right? Is that right? Two Star Wars. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. It's like that's, money. That's, that's yeah. How how much of an apple is that? 
how much uh, apple's like two trillion isn't it yeah apple's yeah. Okay. it's nothing yeah. so, it's, so nothing. it's like four like percent or whatever <laughs> yeah seven percent of apple uh yeah uh that's a lot of games they picked up there they just kind of dropped this news on monday the day before the xbox series x and series s pre-orders went up and it's like early in the morning i don't what was what was your initial reaction to this news fixer um excitement obviously i've been doing my xbox and me now for about six years which is uh, a weekly xbox podcast and youtube channel um and for me i've been eating can i swear on this podcast oh yeah yeah no No? i can swear yeah i've been eating shit for six years as an xbox fan (laughs) i've been eating shit let me tell you you don't understand what it's like when especially i come from like uh the kind of funny community if you know who they are they're Mm -hmm. mainly playstation centric so mm. being the odd guy out when everybody is playing PlayStation and you're just there like, I'm playing Division 2 over here. Who wants to play? Everyone's like, ha, 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 no. Um, now <laughs> we're getting to a point where it's becoming cool again to like Xbox. And yeah. again, from someone whose business, uh, Xbox podcast, Xbox website, um, Xbox YouTube channel, I'll do other stuff on my, on my own channel. But for someone whose business this is to cover Xbox, it's like, oh my God, thank goodness. And <laughs> Something. Well, yeah. yeah, I think, again, it's that weird thing for me where, like, I'm not actually, like, the biggest Bethesda fan in the world anyway. Yeah. Like, I I am very, very, very quick to jump on them for their buggy messes, which they yes. have from mm-hmm. time to time, <laughs> all of the time. Um, but for me, it's a case of now they have no excuse anymore, in my opinion. Uh, Microsoft gobbled them up. I understand they're going to stay uh, somewhat independent in terms of when it comes to what they make and how they make it, but I will no longer give them, not that I gave them a pass anyway, but I don't think anyone should be giving them a pass now when it comes to QA and things like that, because it's like, you have Microsoft money. Not that you were poor anyway, because you were, clearly, 7.5 billion value, but (laughs) now you have Microsoft money. Don't don't screw this up. So for me, to answer the short question, I apologize, um, just super, super excited and thankful that Xbox have proven, and biggest... It's Phil Spencer gets a lot of the like, oh my God, Phil, Satan Nadella at the top of the chain here. He's the guy that goes, here's the money. We've mm-hmm. not seen Xbox backed like this any generation of Xbox console. So to see this happen with all the other amazing studios they picked up, I'm just so happy. I think you're it's totally right. Gonna about, be, yeah. Oh, sorry, go for it, Andre. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to say, I, the one thing I would disagree with there is the QA stuff, because those games are so big and intricate, and, you know, you've got a million QA testers pounding on a million different things in those games, you're still never going to catch everything. I like, want a million more, they can, You've got yeah, Microsoft, you, Mike. Yeah. I want a million more. If that's, yeah, if that's the case, it's yeah. like, there's, there's, no, there's no excuse of when it comes down to money and time and delays. Yeah. Like, all the stuff that we, we give Bethesda a pass for now, it's... It's no longer there for me personally, which is there's still going to be bugs in these games. Yeah, still, yeah. But there's no longer going to be the PS3 uh, port of uh, Skyrim coming out where it eats your console. Stuff me. like that is what I'm mainly talking about. I'm like, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have a pass anymore. There's no more parts. You're owned yeah. by one of the biggest companies in the world. So you, there's not a, it's not a resource thing anymore. It comes down to time and business and putting money into a game. I understand all that, but there's no longer that pass for me anyway. Uh, they still put out Definitely. the Master Chief Collection, though. <laughs> but the Master yeah. Chief Collection multiplayer was broken. Its single yeah. player wasn't. 
And I think yeah. that's, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm t- I totally agree with you. Marshall Collection, when it, when it launched, was very broken. But think about what they tried to do there. That was four games, oh, oh, yeah. all interwoven. They got it wrong. Cool, I understand that. Yeah. But the game was still playable. It didn't brick anyone's consoles. Yeah. <laughs> it was still kind yeah. of as they were recovering their... That was a while yeah. ago at this point, too. Yeah. Um, when that and they right of that. Different they, they, yeah, yeah, totally. They brought it all back around. So I, I have... I was pretty cold on Xbox, uh, go, like going into the one. I've never been an Xbox person, but coming around uh, this week, I was like, eh, "What if I pre-order an Xbox Series S just because?" And they then got you. They got I woke you. up. Well, need- no, they didn't, because I woke up on uh, the twenty fifth <laughs> at six forty five in the morning, and I was like, "Oh, I guess pre-orders went live because they didn't say when they were going live here. They just gave the date, and they're all sold out in Japan." They- they did Which give the impressive. date and the time zone for every country. Not Japan. <laughs> you sure? Because yes, because it went up late in Japan. It went up on uh, Friday okay. in Japan. Yeah, uh, and they did not give a time. I was looking, uh, and it, it went up at like midnight. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the link. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, back to Bethesda. <laughs> Alex, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to say, um, going back to the launch of the one. Uh, like and this being a different Xbox and taken ribbings from for like the past six years for being an Xbox fan, I think at the start of the generation it was totally. You had Don Matrick, <laughs> like I think yeah. that sum that sums it up. Like is saying you have Don Matrick, and I think as soon as Phil Spencer came on board, as soon as he was the face, as soon as he started making like making the calls, that's when you started seeing Xbox becoming something like what it is today, and it's so much more appealing. Like everything about the Xbox brand as it is today is top tier. I mean, I, yeah, I will say it, for for me, um, I don't I don't own an Xbox One X, but I own a PC. So at this point, it's basically the same thing, which is fine. And I I use Game Pass because Game Pass is probably one of the best value like value propositions, best things that you can do these days. Just in general, not one of. Don't let's put respect on Game Pass's <laughs> name. Not one of is the best. There's nothing you can't like, especially from a PC uh, player's value, because you don't even have to buy Ultimate. Like, I've got Ultimate, and so I'm paying, I think it's like £15 a month, £12 a month, something like Mm -hmm. that, right? From PC's point of view, I think it's £6.99 in the UK. It's the best. It's the best value in video games, period. Put respect on its name. The only (laughs) thing that comes anywhere near it, in my opinion, is the Humble Monthly for PC gaming, because you get. A bunch of yeah. games for that but but it's not as nearly as much of a breadth it's you get like 12 games a month and then you have them forever but yeah. it's the not the same thing and it doesn't have new. as and it doesn't have new stuff the way that game i was just about does. to say so you're, not get, s- you're not getting brand new games yeah i would still still you'll get something newer and you're like oh that's surprising but at the same yeah. time it's usually not it's usually like something newer indie versus something yeah newer. it has uh, a focus too know, on like indie and double a stuff too yeah yeah which and for now, guys, let me talk to you about this amazing service called PlayStation Now. So, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Apple Arcade, and I was going to like yeet my microphone through the screen I, to ho- in hopes that it finds you uh, there. All right, uh, but yeah, all all, uh, all that all that to say, with Bethesda being on board, that makes Game Pass like an even bigger threat, <laughs> like yeah. in a positive in a positive yeah. way. <laughs> How many more times? They only need to release Skyrim one more time, and that's on Game Pass, and then they never have to release it again. That's true. 
Nah, but uh, they will though. Some, some, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did we do, what did we just get? Amazon Luna or whatever it's yeah. called. Oh, it's yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. 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 I guarantee yeah. you, it's there. Yeah. My toaster yeah. that's gonna come out next year. It's gonna be on that. My refrigerator next year. There's gonna be a new fridge. You know it. Come on, why not put it on there? Are they, I think you, you can play the, Skyrim like on smart, smart fridges, can't you? There you go. There you it's go. on the Alexa, isn't there? Like on it's the Alexa, Alexa, they have the oh, yeah. Yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, don't they have the Echo like with the screens? Are they going to put yeah. Skyrim on like the screen via Luna? Seven point five billion, baby. Why not? Why not? They got to make that money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But that's a question as well, isn't it? Like. Are they going to make that money back by trying to get people to buy Xboxes and Game Pass, or are they going to put make those that, games on PlayStation? They're going to make that back with Hololens selling to the military. Like they're <laughs> going to make that back in like a year on nothing. I think. I think the thing that to answer your question is from from my point of view and what I put out on Twitter, which some people agree with and disagreed with, um, is I see Starfield, I see Fallout, and I see uh, Elder Scrolls. Um, those type of games are going to go to PS5, this first game. So this first generation of Xbox owning um, Bethesda, I think you see those three big titles go to PlayStation. But beyond that, no. I, I said it, like I said, I said it on Twitter, which was, I don't think this is a play for exclusivity. This is a play for player base. Do you want to pay $70 for this game? Or do you want to buy it in Game Pass? Which in many people's heads, which frustrates me to hell, is free because they don't think about the price of it every month. But yeah, to, yeah. in their head, it's free, like Netflix. My sister thinks it's free. No, I'm the one paying for it. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, I think it's that. It's, a, it's not a... I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's just what I'm thinking is it's not a play for exclusives. It's a play for... They've said it and they've said it time and time again. They're in, they're in competition with Google and Amazon, not PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, they are not. Yeah. Literally, Microsoft could buy Sony mil- so many times over. They could go and buy whoever they kind of want, which brings up a whole different conversation about monopolizing yeah. and stuff like yeah, that, which yeah, we won't get sure. into because this says that isn't fun. That isn't fun <laughs> talk. Um, but for for this, is I just don't. I don't believe it's. It's. I don't believe they're going to cut off. I, I don't think they care about making the money back, but I don't think they're gonna, just going to cut off everybody. It's not what Microsoft do. They've not done that with so, Minecraft. The, they've not done with Minecraft Dungeons. They've not done it with Ori. There's so many examples of it where I'm like, maybe, but I just don't see it. The yeah. only, the part where that argument starts to fall apart for me is then are they going to put Halo on everything? Are they going to put Gears on everything going forward? Like, cause it's the same kind of idea. You can pay $70 to play Halo on a PS5 if you want, or you uh, can come over here, play it on Game Pass for, you know, I, your, uh, I would whatever say, yeah. for a year, 160 a year. I would say no, because those don't histo- those historically have not been on other consoles. Whereas exactly. every everything Bethesda has, like everything sure, Bethesda yeah. has put out to this point, has been on pretty much every console. And I don't like, think everything will come though. So it's just like mm-hmm. I think you'll still see um, Dishonored if we ever get another one, which I think there's a chance now. Evil Within Three, I think there's a chance now. Like these 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 games that need to fill the Netflix type model, which is like yeah. I think there'll be much smaller experiences. Yes. Much yeah. smaller experiences. Like what um they did with Wolfenstein, which I know it didn't do too well. The uh mm. the twins, I can't remember what it's called. New blood. blood. Yeah. That's, or young yeah. blood. Right. Uh, young blood, yeah. that's the one. Like something like that. It's, it's it's something to keep the audience appetite wet while they're making the next big Gears, Halo, yes. whatever it is. Like I feel that's a big play they have now. Twenty four studios, I think they have now. 
um, excluding some something in that realm, excluding their second party partners that they're going to have and stuff like that. It's they are trying to be the Netflix of gaming, and that's what they have now with the breadth of uh, studios they have. And their their teams, their team leaders, from what I have heard, have said like. Yeah, they want games of all shapes and sizes. I think you're right on the money where we could see a Dishonored thing that's like maybe it's released in a Hitman model where you get like a level of Dishonored every month or two or something like that. Small experiences that are designed to, like you're saying, keep people subscribed between Starfield and Elder Scrolls, you know, like between those big games um, for sure. And I think studios like Arcane and Id are ripe to build those kinds of experiences with smaller teams while their larger teams work on the bigger games that are multi-platform yeah they can take more risks now is the yeah. is the thing like we saw them do it with ninja free which i know ninja free were already working on bleeding edge beforehand but like bleeding edge came out no one really cared i don't think it's going to get supported for too long on to the next thing but you can't say there wasn't a new game that came out like right, and it yeah, won't yeah. go anywhere and i think that's the that's the thing like it you said um you said that oh they had you couldn't get one on the twenty fifth. The fact they even convinced you to think about getting one on the twenty fifth oh, yeah. is a right. huge play yeah. for Xbox because yeah, no one wanted there's an Xbox. There's a whole one. bunch going there, but yeah. <laughs> and I'll oh, yeah. Like, like, I mean, I've the GPU prices here are fucked. Yeah, uh, I've never owned an Xbox, and now I'm like, should I get an S? Because I don't know, like it. It just the value proposition of Game Pass in general is just so high. And is is just so good, and I think that is really what they're aiming for. Yeah, they're going for services. Service of Game Pass. Yeah, it's that play between. I think I, I'm again. I see here as an Xbox fan, and I, I play everything. I've got a Switch. I've got a PlayStation. I play every exclusive that comes out because I'm a gamer first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation have currently have the best exclusives, but Hell they yeah. currently but but the the conversation then comes down to how much money have you got? Because mm. you can make your PlayStation now your second console and have right. a better price proposition for game to game basis on a lot mm-hmm. of experiences by having game parts. So that is, I think, going to be more the conversation that start we start seeing more. Which is, let's say, let's say any of you pick up a, uh, an S, right, and you're like, I've just bought it for exclusives and for Game Pass. I'll check it out when I bought when I can. Then the conversation comes in. I'm just going to pop. Let's say it's Need for Speed comes out. I know. Let's pretend we all care about Need for Speed. And it's like, it's scanning Game Pass via its 10 hour subscription on EA Access, which is now in Game Pass. Or you can go buy it and risk that £70 that you might not want to spend. You're going to pop it in on Xbox and go, oh, this is actually pretty good. Then the discount's there to buy it full price. Like, that's the play yeah. they're, make, they're making, in my opinion. It's not, they're not trying to go, look at what we have in terms of like Gears and Halo. It's like, our services are going to sell it for ourselves, and we'll see what goes on beyond that. It's painful too. I primarily play stuff on PC, but I have a one X and a PS4 pro as well. And I'm getting a PS five. I was kind of lukewarm on it, but at the end of the day, I managed to snag a pre-order. So I was like, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Um, and it was painful where like having looked at primarily PC games and Microsoft games for the last eight months or whatever. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to worry about buying those because I have Game Pass. But looking at my PS5 price now, I'm like, man, if I want to get Miles and I want to get Demon Souls, that's like a- a- over $100 that I'm also going to have to drop on these games. And that mental math is very different. And when you come back from that, from from primarily playing stuff on Xbox, where I haven't even bought like even PC games 
most of the PC games I've wanted to play in the last couple months have been on Game Pass for PC, like Crusader mm-hmm. Kings 3, Wasteland 3, Star Renegades. Um, so it's like, well, now I have to budget for these games on top of this already expensive console. And it makes me think like, I wish all this stuff was just on Xbox because then I wouldn't have to worry about it. That's the that's but, the play they've been making on Steam too, right? Like we're going to bring all these games to Steam, and here you go, they're here, and they're sixty bucks or whatever. Uh, and then you look at Game Pass; they're the, they're just there; they're included in the price yeah. for on PC, like you said, like six bucks, seven but, bucks a month. But those games still top the Steam charts. That's, that's just that's, what I was about to say. Which yeah, is, that's they're having, and, and, they're having and, their cake and eating it too. Exactly, which is, yeah. we're going to sell you this for sixty bucks because you're too dumb to open a separate launcher, <laughs> idiots. Or and and that's truly how yeah. I feel. Like I'm honestly, yeah. I'm like. You you truly can't be bothered to. I see people with Metal Gear that's just come out. It's like I don't want another launcher. I'm like, who cares? It's, it's you're I, playing video games. It's meant to be fun. It's like I need it all in my Steam library. And it needs to be alphabetical and blah blah blah. Shut up, idiots! Get I, out of my I face. have a friend who refuses to pay for um for more subscription services. That's his thing. He's like, I'm not going to pay. I hate subscription services. So he's kind of buying the Master Chief Collection piecemeal on Steam. And in my eyes, I'm like, dude, just buy. A year a of month. Game Pass, <laughs> or, or even a month. Yeah, or do it a month at a time. Uh, like it's but, because but, people are too lazy. I find it's oh, I can't be bothered to write on the calendar to cancel Game Pass. It's like that's your problem, not anybody else's. In my well, opinion, as someone who accidentally paid for three months of Spotify on top of my Apple Music, which I actually use, <laughs> that's your I have fault. A, I have some sympathy, but it is my fault. No, um, I bought you, a year got, of PlayStation uh, now. On accident, <laughs> oh. I keep paying. I keep paying for a year of uh, PlayStation Plus every six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Just pay for the year. It's not like I can't afford it, but I just keep yeah. paying. That's how they get us. But that's my yeah. fault. That's not their yeah. fault, you know. So let's let's talk, Pat, about when CFDs came out, and you were like, oh, "I don't know whether I'll get it on Game Pass. I might buy a physical copy." Because that definitely happened. I don't remember that. I believe you that it happened. I don't remember that. Uh, oh. The, at the like, time, I cancel Game Pass, and I always want to play Sea of Thieves. I will say, um, at the time, there was the the, the value prop on Game, Game Pass. Pass was a lot yeah. less significant because um, mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of new. I mean, Sea of Thieves was kind of the only new thing. It was kind of the beginning of this push that they've yeah. made to have alt, alt, awesome new stuff on Game Pass all the time. Um, yeah. but I mean, I played my favorite game of all time. My favorite game of all time is Outer Wilds. I played that game on game pass first i've been following that game for 10 years almost like eight years but um and and i own it in multiple places i think you might be muted actually fixer i didn't hear you <laughs> i bought I, I i bought it in i've bought it in multiple places since then but uh uh i played it first on game pass as a release game because that was that was where i wanted that that it was there All right, we've got some audio issues here with Fixer, but hopefully we'll get those ironed out. Uh, in the meantime, uh, so I mentioned I was trying to buy a Series S in Japan. and oh, I thought you were going to buy Bethesda. I, no, I was trying to buy a Series S. Uh, just Bethesda's cause. been trying to buy studios in Japan. You need to Microsoft. just buy... Or sorry, yeah. No, no, Bethesda had been oh, as well. Really? Oh, yes. yeah, they had, uh, and, they had and what, so the Tango? Clearly, the... Yeah, they yeah, they got Tango eventually. You should have uh, purchased Bethesda in Japan. That's the... Yeah, I mean, how Maybe. much is 7.5 billion yen? 
Uh, add two zeros. <laughs> 750 billion yen. <laughs> oh, you, you, how much is 7.5 exactly. billion yen? Take two zeros off. You say... Oh, okay, okay. You say yeah, to Todd I definitely Howard, got that around. You say to Todd Howard, they're offering you $7.5 billion. What if I could give you 7.6 billion yen? Which you're <laughs> really... It's less money, right? But... Oh yeah, but he, it's a bigger you know, number. He's a baby, baby Todd Howard. That's what know. I'm saying. He doesn't understand. <laughs> he, doesn't, he just sees a larger number. It's like, oh yen are cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, this money it's is amazing. Plastic. I can he, bite it. It's amazing that he was able to program uh, Skyrim by himself as yeah. such a small baby. It's amazing he was able to figure he's out. He's a baby right now, and uh, you know Skyrim came out how many back. years ago? Hey, oh, hey, yeah, you're, you're quiet. Yeah, we got you back. All right. Yeah, that's I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you what sound, happened. Okay. I apologize. Yeah, you sound good now. <laughs> <laughs> Your recording still good? Yeah, yeah, I've left it going, so you're all good. Sweet. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, yeah. So I was uh, just getting in before we started talking about Baby Todd Howard and swindling him for uh, 7.5 billion yen instead of dollars. Nice. Uh, so I thought I might have no problem buying a Series S in Japan. Like no problem because. <laughs> The the Xbox One, like the Xbox 360 sold like several million units in Japan and had like some pretty big visual novels like Idolmaster and something else come out on it. The Xbox One to like through this year has sold 114,000 units in Japan. Oof. It's not That's a lot nothing. Of yeah. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, they're 1% like. 1% of what the PS4 sold worldwide. Like, I was like, that's, that's nothing. I'm just going to, like, you know, I'll roll up. I'll buy one on uh, Friday. No, apparently not. Apparently Japan is into the idea of the Xbox series. Uh, looking at Twitter and just very basic searches, like, people are into the idea of Game Pass. Uh, it remains to be seen, like, how much it actually grabs on, because I still think the Switch is going to, you know, remain the dominant console here for mobile stuff, but uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see if that balance changes and if more Japanese games start coming to the to the Xbox because they have in the West. Is does that dynamic change in Japan? So, Andre, I have a question for you. Sure. What is the primary uh, phone platform in Japan? Is it is it uh, Android? Uh, well, I see a lot of old people with like flip phones. <laughs> one time nice, i saw a lady nice. with an iphone using a walk like a discman um Sick. but so i yeah. a lot of i think it's a lot of iphones but also okay. you know i think it's probably pretty similar to what you see around like in the west which is like mix of iphone and android right because i know the, I, I know that mobile is like a lot of people in japan's primary platform so yep. if people are even just into the idea of game pass that could be them doing xcloud which yeah like if they're doing that on 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 the trains and stuff and they're commuting you know like that's that's a huge place for them to play stuff but but mm-hmm. you're totally right like i've talked to uh especially cheese. now with fortnite oh yeah but like <laughs> that whole situation like cheese who has been on here as a guest has talked about how in southeast asia xbox is not a thing like at all you yeah. either have you, you you have a pc you have a playstation or you maybe have a switch like that's it um Mm-hmm. Friend from Singapore said the same thing about Singapore and China, like, uh, like y- you just don't have an Xbox. Like it, it has zero presence. But the fact that mm-hmm. it is starting to gain some traction is yeah. 
profoundly surprising. <laughs> Apparently in Japan, Xbox gamers have like, uh, um, I don't know, like they're considered perverts because of that Xbox 360 <laughs> visual novel uh, association. <laughs> Like it says, like the freaky gamers play on Xbox. Apparently, hell but, yeah, uh, hell yeah, well, yeah. I can confirm. You know. I can confirm definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, to, to, to jump off of that, I think did any of you guys um, watch the TGS show in the Xbox? Just did. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. what did you guys from a? I watch. I again because I watch the industry because I have mm-hmm. to sort of thing. For yeah. me, it was a case of I felt like they did a great job of showing what they're trying to do. And that's something mm-hmm. that Xbox again has never done. So we compare the we always compare it to the Xbox One's launch, which was obviously abysmal, right? right? But that was abysmal in the US as well, and they bounced back in their home territory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course it was gonna do better than that, is the, is my thing. Like all you have to do is not put a connect in there, make it <laughs> the S, the S especially, it's from again, you'll be able to tell me better than I know, but it's like space is a big thing. So it's the smallest console. Which mm-hmm. I'm assuming I don't know how big 4K is and things like that. No one, even over in England, I find no one really cares about 4K. No one's like running, running out, sprinting for 4K. Oh, we'll yeah. upgrade our TVs when we upgrade them. They yeah. last yep. in longer and longer and longer, right? So yep. for me, it's like it won't gonna take much to do better. They Phil has made a, a very huge point of going over to Japan often to get mm-hmm. third parties more involved with what they're trying yeah. to do. So in my head, I wasn't that shocked that it's done better. I'm shocked that it's done sold out because I yeah. saw a few things and I like sold out just as quick as like Amazon over in the UK and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Like I didn't expect that. But I think I, I, we've had the question, obviously they own Tango now, which is a Japanese studio, but they need a JRPG studio. I feel like that's the one next step for them. All they need is one. One that they can put out a, well, they, a game every got Yakuza Seven. That's a JRPG. No, no, but I'm talking like from a first. But, yeah, okay, I'm talking yeah. about from a first per, first party perspective it's, of like they need to create an IP Sega. as well. Is, well, that that was that was the fake rumor going around, which was never going to happen because people yeah. in the industry are dumb. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it, it, to be fair, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't shock me if it did happen eventually. But mm-hmm. especially with what we're seeing in the world and like the way companies gobble up other companies at the moment. Yeah. Well, but, Sam. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. Sam, let me pitch this to you. What if Microsoft buys Falcom? <laughs> oh, uh, then I would probably have to cancel my PlayStation pre-order uh, <laughs> because I got to play those games. Yep. The extremely niche Japanese developer whose every <laughs> game they put out they that I've make made, like, I love. I mean, to Fixer's point, they make a JRPG like every year <laughs> on balance. They probably, like <laughs> they probably should, but they make East and they make Trails every almost every and, year, and Dragon Slayer. Uh, yeah, and Dragon Slayer. But by uh, hey, I, I don't want to. F- I don't want to slay the dragons. I want to fuck the dragons. Oh, of, my course. God. oh. of course. Oh, that's what Todd Howard's got I, your back. <laughs> uh, to answer your born how did that dragon get born think about it <laughs> to answer your question from so long ago fixer uh how like what did i think of that presentation uh the tgs stuff like as someone who has been following it from like you know since december or whatever with the game awards i was like okay uh this is nothing new so like from a western perspective it was yeah 
not much at all if it was nothing um but i think as a value proposition even as a value proposition i'm not they didn't show a ton they kind of focused on some western stuff with like balan or west or eastern stuff balan wonderland uh which I, does not appeal at to me at all um yeah. but then they got like japanese creators in there with like minecraft and that, like showing that was off more like to my- flight some stuff that was more to my point, uh, though. It's like it seems like they're actively trying, like they've never done yes, before. Yes, and I think no, that's something actively reaching out. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I feel like they needed to do this generation with everybody. I'm not talking about just in that market. I feel oh, like yeah, every yeah. market they need to do this level of um, we care, we want your type of games, blah 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 blah. But yeah. I felt like watching it from an outside. I agree with you. Like it, there was nothing new there for me. But I wanted to see how they were going to present it. Were they going to present it in a very American way? Which is like, hey, we're America, buy our thing. And it wasn't, it didn't, to me, it didn't come no. across like that at no. all. It was like very respectful, felt like everyone really of on the American side tried as much as they possibly could to be like, hey, we appreciate you. We know how valuable you are as a customer. And we know that we've messed up in, in the past, but let's try and mm-hmm. get something going here. But the one of the things about Japan is they are very like patriotic with their consumerism. Yeah. Like they like if they very rarely buy non-Japanese products like TVs, it's all Sony, Panasonic, uh, Toshiba, probably uh, like that stuff. Like uh, more Chinese, like budget brands, Hisense, TCL, that kind of stuff is like making more inroads. But like I could not find like a Samsung TV really here or like it. LG has a foothold, but they've got like kind of like the high end, like OLED stuff. So that kind of gives them an inroad. Yeah. Um, but so that's like another reason I was like, wow, they really went for the Xbox. Cause I, like they had a lot of ground to make up here. And apparently like, it seems like their stock has been pretty low for pre-orders, at least like, yeah. from, like the, some stuff that's gotten out that looks like GameStop had like half the like PS half of what they did for PS five. It seemed like, but so maybe that has something to do with selling out. Hard to say. But it creates that it, artificial I, excitement, though, don't you think? Yeah. If, it, if, if yeah. they've sold out in Japan, which they've never done before, and blah, blah, blah. It's yep. like, now the conversation's like, yeah, I got an Xbox. Did you get one? No. Uh-huh. Like, that type also, of situation. Yeah. That Nintendo that Nintendo vibe sort of thing. They're also not launching a year later like they did with the Xbox One. Um, well, it's like so everything. I help. think they've done everything right, right? It's, but I've yeah. got that same problem over in the UK, which is with PlayStation. How are you going to make me wait a week later than everybody else? How backwards is that? We don't uh, do that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think you've got, again, you've got to give credit where credit is due when it comes to Xbox. It's worldwide release, trying to be in markets they've not always been the best in. Just things of that nature have, have really come mm-hmm. a long way. So, yeah. so yeah. given... I think given, Sony's oh, bungled this whole... Sorry, I was just saying, I think Sony's bungled this whole... Gem no, launch. 100%. Oh, like yeah. I think every mistake <laughs> yeah, that you absolutely. could make, apart from having a TV in port on the back and <laughs> an expensive bundled in motion sensing camera. Wait, wait it's like, a TV in port. <laughs> I'm getting that. I'm getting the feed from my TV into the car. Oh no, they got the Xbox One the HDMI in from <laughs> for the yeah, cable. I still plug it in the wrong hole every single time I plug it to connect my One X. Every single time. Oh, sound like you've had that problem, but then bump, he's got a baby. That's what I was going for, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plug it right in. So I, I have a question for the room. Um, like, given the momentum that Microsoft has had, like, even back when, what is it, 2018 or whatever? No, it was before that, when they bought Mojang for like 2.5 billion. 
and now Bethesda for seven point whatever billion. If five. they were, yeah, seven point five. Like who Star Wars is? Yep. So that's like eleven billion in game studio acquisition right there, which is a lot of bucks. Um, like if they wanted to make an inroad into Japan and other other than Falcom, which hey, I would be into, but I don't think the larger audience would be into. Who do you think they would go for? Like personally, for that kind of money, I could see them going for like Square. But I also that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Square's only one point something. They're only valued at one point something billion. Really? And yeah, we looked it up on this week's my Xbox and me. Like Square's around one point. Sega was around one point. Mm. uh, Capcom was around one point. I don't think any of those companies want to sell though. And I think yeah. that's yeah. we can we can play the fun game with Dream Team sort of thing here, which is like who would we want them to get? Me, Capcom, all day long. I'm a huge Resident sure. Evil fan. If if you could get me that game on a single system for it to look and play better, because we've had weird issues with uh, with Resident Evil on Xbox where it's not ran the best mm. compared mm-hmm. to what it has on Sony, which is funny because we're hearing this different thing now for eight. Apparently, it doesn't run well on PlayStation, but runs really well on Xbox. Who knows? They can't do two things yeah. at once. Clearly. But they've got Dead Rising, things like that. But I don't think Capcom are going to want to sell. They just had their most successful year, yeah. like this gen sort of thing with Monster Hunter, Resident Evil mm-hmm. bouncing back for the remakes. Same with Final, with um, with Square Enix. I don't know. It, to me, I'd, I'd love to see it. But yeah, I don't know. who. who what's well, the number one pick? What is the number one well, pick consensus? I think- well, it is Square because they have a PlayStation exclusive coming out. So Sony kind of or Microsoft just has to buy them up and go, it'll still come out on the PlayStation exclusively. But, you know, Pined. going forward, case by case basis, you know how it is. <laughs> uh, if they buy Sega, they get Yakuza, they get Persona. They get mm. Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Like, Sega <laughs> yeah. is a very cheap buy for them. Uh, and it gets Sega them and Sonic Master. and Master Chief at the Summer Olympics. Ah, oh, yes. Give me to me. Give it to me. Uh, I think uh, the Ryu and Master Chief and Sonic at the Olympic Games. You do the you do the uh, hurdles over Marcus Phoenix Phoenix's tomatoes, and then if you screw up, he yells, "My fucking tomatoes!" <laughs> and then I, I one of the cast of Persona Five shoots you. Oh god! Of course, but I, I think one of the cheapest gets they could get purely for IP would be Konami. Then, yeah, like much like you know, uh, John Carmack was like, "Oh, maybe uh, Microsoft will be friendlier with me and my IPs. Maybe they could, you know, kind of coax Kojima back to do something with me." I, nope. I never want Kojima I, I, to touch Metal Gear again. Nope, <laughs> never yeah, gonna happen. Boktai, Boktai. Now uh, we're talking. <laughs> I also think it's reliant on Konami wanting to sell off their games division specifically, which they've they, seen they can like. Make- Pachinko all day, baby. Highly, aren't they? Basically, as a whole, pachinko in the gyms and health clubs. And stuff. Yeah, as a whole company, and Microsoft won't want that stuff. So, yeah. if it would, and and the problem is that because they use their game IP as branding for so many things, mm-hmm. I, they, I don't think Konami's ever going to let go of that, and it sucks because <laughs> they're not a good game developer at this point. But, um, but yeah, it, I would love to see it because then maybe people would make a Silent Hills game. Finally. Well, let me tell you about Dreams, where you can play Silent Hills. <laughs> I mean, uh, also, if they buy Sega, they get the Total War people for their PC gaming, which I feel like would be a yeah. genuine win for Microsoft. If they were like, right, we now own Total War, we own Sonic the Hedgehog, we own Yakuza, and we have Persona. That's like. They've already got it on Game Pass. Like, I don't know if they need to own it. I, 
but like those those games are the some of the biggest names in the genres that they're in. Persona is probably the number three JRPG franchise in the world. With Dragon Quest at one, Final Fantasy at two, oh, Persona at three. Mm, then, then, and Persona Maybe, I don't know. Then you could have Forza Horizon five and Knuckles. Exactly. <laughs> if, when you really Sonic drive down a Forza car. <laughs> when you really drive down on what Xbox currently have though, they already have some of the best games in their genres now. They mm. have the best RPGs, they have the rest, best racing games, because GT's not been as good as it's been since Forza mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. being competitive. I would agree in with my, that. In my opinion. Um, I was I was like writing out a whole thing. Like The only thing I don't think, uh, when it comes to first party wise, because I don't think they have the best shooters yet, because I still think Activision with Call of Duty is the best, the best first person shooter you can play. But PlayStation have third-person action narrative games. Mm-hmm. That is it. So, that so, is it. They don't even have good multiplayer games. That is it. So that's an important point. Yeah. That's an important point um, that I was going to make earlier, is that when you say that PlayStation has the best exclusives, I agree. However, PlayStation has kind of the same exclusives. I don't want to say that there's no difference between them, because clearly... You know, God of War is not the same thing as Last of Us Part Two. I'm not making, not, I'm not suggesting that. But they're quite similar. They are quite similar in the way that you Spider Man is probably them. the most different game. They yeah, have. and even that is still a third party. I mean, when you get into the literal verbs, the ways you push the buttons, Spider Man has a lot in common with um, a God of War or Horizon or, as or, well, or Infamous. Yeah, and so to me, like, and 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 you know, even um, Ghost of Tsushima has a lot of the same verbs in it, even if they're very different visual styles and very different like settings. Um, And so to me, uh, as someone who really likes diverse experiences from um, in every sense of the word, when I look at Microsoft slate bleeding edge is not a very good game in my opinion, but I will take a hundred stabs at a, at a bleeding edge kind of like, this is different. This is interesting. This is something that isn't really uh, like common, um, over another 10 years of Sony prestige games, which I'm already kind of getting tired of. Like, I'm buying a PS5 because I do want to play God of War Ragnarok, but if God of War Ragnarok is just the same thing as God of War, and it's another 40 hours of that, I'm sure the story will be great, but I, I don't know that that's going to hold my interest personally for 10 years, is another 10 years of those games. You hit you hit the nail on the head with me as well. I totally agree with you, which is, I'm not saying, again, when I say that they do still have the best games, though. Mm-hmm. When it comes to quality, polish, critically, story-wise, Sony has the best games. Totally. But I'm 100% with you. Played Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2, on paper, should be my game of the year. Should be... I love zombies, which I know they're not actually zombies. Calm down, everyone. Um, but you understand what I'm getting at. Like third person, that is my type of game. It's, it is the best Resident Evil game that doesn't exist, in my opinion, like in what it did story-wise. like Again, I love Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil more than anything. But the stories are not very good. But I'll fight for them no matter what, all right? Because <laughs> Chris Fredsville was my guy, yeah? You come near my jewel sandwich, you're getting punched in the throat. But... <laughs> Um, we need to get we need to get fixer on game of the year so that that he can join me in uh trashing last of us too i know that's not what you're doing i'm not that's trashing what I do. It, no way. that's what yeah. i do i hate that um, game. but no but my point more is like but you're right which is i play games to get different experiences i know it's not first party but tell me why is probably the best experience of a game i've had this year 
yeah. because it puts me in the shoes of people I would never be able to be put in the shoes of and totally. lets me lets me feel what they are feeling, lets me live through what they're going through. PlayStation do not, I understand what they did with Lev, I'm not saying, but it's not to the same degree when you're not playing as that character for me. Totally. And the way uh, they yeah. tell yeah. that story, right? It's too, with Lev is very subtle and it, it's, it's there, but it's more subtle than what it is in Tell Me Wow. It's like, this is what we've got. This is what we're going with. Here we go. Like, the diversity that what Xbox have is just is so good. I really like it what they've got right now. Yeah, for sure. All right. The best Xbox well, One exclusive is Sunset Overdrive. One hundred percent. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're one hundred percent right. You're one hundred percent right. Mm, Anyone who tells you you're wrong, just don't worry about them. They're not even. Their opinion doesn't even matter. Honestly, yeah, Cuphead sucks. It's no, Forza Horizon Four is all. I'm and saying. Cuphead is not exclusive. Oh. Neither Sunset. It Did is that come out. In other places, Sunset never came to PC. It was like uh, rated in Korea for oh, something. It did come to PC. It's come PC now. Way late. Yeah, it's way late PC though. Now. You're right. You're right. PC. It comes to PC now. Yeah. I, I but, still consider a PC to be an. an if the game is on one console and a PC, that's exclusive in my brain. Well, you got to word no, it properly. I mean, then it's console exclusive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we were saying with Final Fantasy 16, timed exclusive. That that yeah. whole thing. We got you can't keep, is, but this is yeah. what Sony do. Sony is so bloody magical at the moment with yeah. their marketing, where they keep doing this, where they're so vague about everything that they convince each and every one of us to talk. We you have a podcast, yeah, so you yeah. have the platform <laughs> and you influence people with your platform, so you have to say it correctly. It is well, a timed exclusive. And this the struggle with a lot of that stuff is we still don't know what timed exclusive necessarily even means in the context of some of these things. And some of them we do, we know death loop yeah. is a year, um, but for Final something Fantasy like demons remake. Yeah. For something like demon souls, um, that like trailer, the reason that I said yeah. other consoles <laughs> and PC, and then they go, no, 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 we didn't, we didn't announce and that. Like that's what, part of what, the reason that said, I'm, when it says PC, that stands for PlayStation consoles. Yes. <laughs> I, part of the reason that I'm buying a PS5 is because I am very confident that that Demon's Souls remake is going to come to other platforms. I don't, I mean, I, I think that that will happen eventually, but is it going to come to PC in a year published by Sony or is Namco Bandai going to get publishing rights to it? I mean, Sony owns the IP, 505. but, or is 505 going to do it? And and so because there's all that uncertainty, I'm confident that that game will be available on other platforms eventually. But I don't know when it'll be, and 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 I I know I want to play that game. So do I want to just like wait and see, and then maybe not be able to get a PlayStation when we find out? Oh, it's going to come in 2021 at the holiday, which is far longer than I'd like to wait for it. It's tough, and so mm -hmm. I it, I wish that that <laughs> language was a little clearer. That's another thing Microsoft does is they're very clear about if you have a PC or an Xbox, you'll be able to play all these games. No worries. It's almost uh, like they're great. for the players, right? It's weird. Hey, Xbox is almost <laughs> like that. Do you see the yeah, um, Final Fantasy Square and it's cleared it up? They were like, look, it's coming. It's six months exclusive on PlayStation 5. Yep. After six months, it will come to PC. After one year, it will come to Xbox. Yeah. No, they didn't say uh, Xbox. That's not what they said. They, they said other consoles. Other consoles, <laughs> other consoles not <laughs> Xbox. The Switch Pro. The Switch mm -hmm. Pro. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, all right. Great. I, we have talked about Xbox and Bethesda. We, we got here from Bethesda, but this has been almost an hour. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start to move us through the rest of the news. 
uh, Xbox Series S and X pre-orders went up on Talk about that kind Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Monday, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. I uh, I don't think anyone on this podcast or none of the regular uh, hosts uh, pre-ordered. I tried, but did not get one. Uh, did you get your pre-order in, Fixer? I've got two X's and one S. What? <laughs> what? what? You, really? you need to go one. You need to, play it. That's the wrong way, though. You that, need that's a, a lot. You, you need SSX. No, 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 no. EA can deal with that, mate. I ain't got time for that. Um, I got an X, and I got an X for me. I got, an, and I got both of them are for the business. At the end of the day, people yeah, keep yeah. doing this. Like, why did you do? It? I'm like, I run an Xbox website and podcast. I have to do unboxings. Xbox do not okay. send me anything. Um, they do. No, I yeah, of course. Literally, I've been, I've been doing. I've literally reached out to their PR and was like, "Can I get an Xbox?" They're like, "No." I was like, "Oh, okay." Not even, not even one of the fake ones. <laughs> That's what I literally asked them for the fake ones. I'm like. No, no. I was like, okay. Well, I guess I guess I'll go pre-order them anyway. But um, yeah, I got one backup in case Amazon are like, hey, uh, no, thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Take, so, are you gonna risk. cancel one if like one if like one it becomes clear it's coming through? <sighs> Who knows? Depends what mood I'm okay. in. Depends. Dep- look again. Run this. Being self-employed and running your own. Sometimes oh, yeah. you have to spend money so the tax man don't get it. Maybe I just keep mm-hmm. two. Okay. Sandwich sure. them together like an Oreo. Who knows? I do what I gotta yeah, do. Oh, they're man. more powerful if you put both of them together. <laughs> you stack them. That's why they're that shape, so you can stack them and that make them that's more true. AK AK Gaming, <laughs> two hundred and forty hertz. Exactly, exactly. You just need two of them and you daisy chain them together. And you that's what that weird in. port is. Yeah, you put the expansion ports back to back, and then it comes with a link cable. Nice. So it's like in. a Game Boy. Yeah. yeah. So now I've got two terabytes. SLI. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I guess <laughs> it's it's there. It's AMD card, so it's Crossfire, right? That's what. Yeah. It is. yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I managed. I got an email from Amazon that was like, "Your PS4, PS5 is coming on the 19th of November." So I'm confident that I'm getting mine at least. I wish they would tell me because well, I would like to take. I would, a day off I would hope you would, uh, Sam, since you work for the damn people. Uh, all right. Sony, uh, after their uh, all the Xboxes sold out uh, all over real quick, real fast. Uh, Sony apologized for the disaster of their pre-order situation, where they said we'll give you plenty of notice, and then they didn't put pre-order dates in the trailer or in like the announcement video. You see the and um, then Jeff Keighley was like, "They're that. going live tomorrow," and then Walmart's like, "They're going live right now." And then everyone just kind of went whenever. Yep. Uh, what was the conspiracy the, theory, Sam? The conspiracy theory is that they've had that um, direct PlayStation direct or whatever filmed for like three months, which is why there's no dates in it. And the prices are only ever written on a slide. They're not spoken. The date's not spoken. So they waited for Xbox to go, edited that slide in and put it up. Which is I don't know how, how much of a the conspiracy details theory are wrong. That's, that's not conspiracy. That's just yeah. facts. That's what I happens. Think that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. They, at the end of the day, they have to yeah. do the business due diligence of. I, think, I guarantee, if it was the other way around, yeah, and Microsoft didn't leaked, I think the X would have been cheaper than what it is. That's a that's mm. my conspiracy. Maybe, which, maybe it's already cheaper. It it's already cheap enough. But I think Xbox wanted to undercut them so bad. But once yeah. the leaks happened, it was like we can't. There's literally nothing mm-hmm. we can do now. And then they saw the fan feedback, which was like, oh, this is like, everyone's happy with the price. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah, we didn't lose multiple millions. Just multiple millions still <laughs> it was just like yeah. more money we lost but yeah yeah i will Dude. also say it sounds like the xbox pre-orders were way more botted than 
the PlayStation Maybe, ones yeah. because That's, they oh, gave yeah. the data. People yeah. talking about that on Twitter, where uh, I, I think was it um, I forget who, but that the Xbox uh, One X sales were up significantly, like seven hundred percent on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, and, and and a lot of speculation is that it was botting, which. Uh, mm-hmm. Bad info on the box well, and whatnot. If that's make, the case, it well, makes total sense. Good. Yeah. If it is, yes, I hope definitely they did good. <laughs> Seriously, I, I was I like, hope they did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bots! Bots! Uh, people scalping consoles. Uh, just bought a bunch of the old console. We'd love to see it. I've heard mm-hmm. some. I've heard multiple reports from friends who are in some like larger public discords who said that they saw people that were like, "Oh, I got twenty of them. If you want one," and who knows, those people could be full shit. But um. Mm-hmm. But it seems like when you give someone a date and time, obviously there's going to be a larger window for people to set up bots to yeah. buy them. Which... Exactly, because then they're just able to set up on like the page, and they're like, okay, we're just going to set this up here, wait, we're going to turn on our bot here to just refresh it a billion times, and we know exactly yeah. when we have to turn that on, because it takes resources to do that. Same thing happened yeah. with the uh, the 3080s, and to a lesser extent, the yeah. 3090s. Yep. Uh, but, I was just real lucky, and I saw a tweet at 3 a.m. that said Amazon is going live with PS5s at 9 a.m. tomorrow, and I logged on to Amazon at 9 a.m. and then Andre sent me a link to it because I couldn't find it. That I had a sil- <laughs> sort of similar situation where I was I talked shit about a PS5 all day, all day after that after that <laughs> all day, day I was like, this is stupid. Months. No one should buy a PS5. They've got nothing for launch. This is dumb. And then Andre put the uh, link in our chat. And, uh, well, I was like, oh, I'll just play that on PS4. And then Andre put the link in our chat for the Amazon pre-orders. And I was like, well, I'm going to click it and oh let me see no. if I can get one. And oh then I got no. one. And then Someone I changed go- my whole tune. I do find yes. it very funny that of all of us, you're the one who's been the most, uh, critical of PlayStation and yet who's the one who has the PlayStation 5 <laughs> yep. pre-order yep. locked. Well, I have to my buy one so I can continue on to be lotteries. critical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Back to the tweet, right. the, the thing that PlayStation said, uh, mm-hmm. like the tweet they said, like to quote it, they said, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. <laughs> like, that's the most human Sony has been for like the past three or four years. Oh my years. God, yeah. They it, contracted John Drake to write to write that tweet. Or <laughs> or Matt Kessler. But yeah. like, like the Sony, like. I, Sony, I would have loved just a video of Matt Kessler delivering a dramatic speech. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Just like soup pouring Apologizing. out of his pockets. Like he's just eating a can of Surströmen, like just as that expanding he has fish to, can. He has to blame it on us though. Cause he doesn't ever, he, 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 he talks shit about other people. <laughs> Blames Dave Lang. <laughs> oh yes. God. Yeah. But. But like I feel like um, to wrap it back to what we were talking about before, Sony this gen, like at this moment, is in just as kind of like they're in the similar spot. They're to in the where, Xbox One position, exactly. No, that, like, no, I feel like, no, 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 no. Don't you from, dare disrespect like that. Nope, nope. <laughs> no, they're not. But the, the outward perspective that people had about Microsoft at that point, like when when Matrix said the like we have a console for you. It's the 360 thing. And people were just like, boo. Like that's kind of, it feels like that's how people are looking at Sony right now. And honestly, I kind of, but they're also just eating everything up. It's, it's, it's very, so, okay. Well, the next news story we have here is the Spider-Man, uh, PS4, PS5 stuff. Uh, unfortunately, as your Spider-Man expert, I am actually going to have to drop out of the podcast now to go parent a child. All right. 
That's this is fun. perfect. Now we can just shit talk Spider Man all, <laughs> yeah. all day. No, I'm hated. Uh, thanks for joining us, Sam. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, well, I'm a Spider Man defender. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, no. <laughs> tell Todd. I like tell Spider-Man Todd we too. said hi. I will do. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Can I? Can we just jump back on Alex's thing real quick before we move yeah. on to the Spider Man yeah. stuff? Which is for me, it's a case of I'm so happy that Sony have apologized. Obviously, right? That's a great thing for a company to be doing. But it took them long enough to apologize. Number one. And number two, no, people, you, we're too close. The problem is I've learned this again. I've been doing this a long time now, which is we all live in our own little echo echo chambers on Twitter mm-hmm. as well, where we yeah. are all too close to the industry. No, the conversation about Sony isn't bad in any way, shape I, or form I, when I it comes to, to the people that actually matter us without mm-hmm. me with my 4,000 Twitter followers, who cares? Like, Wait. no, it's it, people one on Twitter are not always the people buying these consoles. Think about the COD players, think about the FIFA players, think about the yeah. Madden players, NBA. Those are the ones that are getting Sony to 100 million, not just us gamers. And and I so, think even if you look at the, the response that, like, when you click into the Spider-Man tweet where they're like, the the where Insomniac confirmed that there would not be an upgrade and it's a different skew or whatever. I read that and I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Like... I spent a hundred dollars on Spider-Man and you're telling me you're not going to upgrade my copy. I'm yeah. still going to buy miles Morales. So you're getting me for another 50 bucks and you're going to like make me shell out another 20. If I want to play the upgraded version of the original and my save is not going to transfer. And in the comments, everyone was like, well, it's a lot of work and <laughs> I, I, I want to platinum the game again. So it's fine that my save doesn't transfer. And I was like, well, just say it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You can still when like I, the game. You, you can but, still yeah. like a, like a, a company even, or like I, I feel like co- liking companies is a little bit weird, but like you can still yeah, like sure. them even if you acknowledge that they do a lot of bullshit. Hence, I am a Nintendo yeah. fan. I recognize that Nintendo does a lot of <laughs> bullshit all the time, and I'm like, yeah, uh, still got me. And yeah, when I when I said uh, Sony is in like the Xbox one position like that, it's their arrogance and yes. just like how they're behaving. Not so much like the public perception, but the way they're acting is very akin to uh, Microsoft yeah. at that time. Totally. That's kind of what I mean to That's interesting. I didn't take Xbox as being arrogant. I just took them as being as absolutely dumb. Like, I understand <laughs> some of the things they said. Like, I, no, I generally believe Sony are arrogant because they're in the winner's position. Yeah. You got to yeah. remember Xbox didn't even win last gen. They, they mm-hmm. were ahead and lost last gen. How do you yeah, go? They yeah, were so far ahead, yeah. so yeah. far ahead on the 360 era, and they just come all the way back. Well, yeah. I think this is the first generational launch that we see where, like, for a lot of people, they're the, a lot of, like, millennials anyway, the PlayStation was kind of their first console. Yep. Um, and I know for me, I had an N64 first, but I very quickly became a PlayStation person. Um, and got a PS one before the PS two came out. And um, so I think there's that built in nostalgia factor with PlayStation that has existed for the last couple of generations where, because people were so into the PS two, there's a lot of passes you're willing to give for that. Whereas Microsoft now they have that right. Like now there are a lot of younger people, younger players who maybe their first console was a 360 or something. But but at the start of the Xbox One generation, I think for a lot of people, they were still, I don't want to say unproven. I mean, they had been around for over a decade at that point in the gaming, like the console space. But there still wasn't that baked in like when I was a kid, I got this console for a lot of people that had the disposable income to spend on consoles at the last gen's launch. So 
I think that is a big factor in how much you're willing to forgive a company for these kinds of screw ups. And they didn't have that. And so those screw ups became more of a public distaste for them. Whereas with Sony, they have such a, um, I don't want to like dunk too hard on Sony fans, but they have such a, 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 a fervent fan base at this point that Nintendo they can get away life. with a lot. Yes. They can get away with a lot before it really starts to impact their numbers at all. And to your yeah. point, fixer, there's also the fact that a lot of people don't even, a lot of the call of duty gamers and the, and the, the FIFA gamers, they're not even pre-ordering these things. They're waiting for them to show up on a shelf so that they can grab yeah. one when they're in target or something. 100%. And, and so for them, none of this, none of this matters at all. They don't even care. Um, yeah. so it's complex for sure. Yeah. So, uh, getting back to the Spider-Man story where, so, okay. On the PS4, you got Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man. Yep. And coming this November, you'll have Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales. On PS4. Then yep. on the PS5, you can get Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, or you can get Miles Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, which also comes with a remastered version of Marvel Spider-Man. The only way to get the remastered version of Marvel Spider-Man is in that Ultimate Edition of Miles Morales. Right. You, no matter what, if you are like Pat, you've bought the season pass, you bought that game when it's brand new, you cannot get the upgraded PS5 version of that game which I guess has some new trophies, but doesn't seem like it has any like groundbreaking changes, like visuals and stuff. And people are just like, eh, it's fine. I don't, I don't care. There's yeah. like, you can play, you can play backwards compatible. You can play Spider-Man on the PS five, but it will not be like PS five. Like here's our next gen patch first Marvel yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Miles is a better character like, than Peter. So for one, <laughs> it's okay that they're Trojan people, horsing that we're, we're a few weeks away, like just a few weeks off of people shredding uh, Rem- or Remedy and 505 I, for control. Yeah. And people yeah. are just giving Sony a pass on this. Uh, Cyberpunk, or not Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red came out a few weeks ago saying, hey, The Witcher 3, which is a five-year-old game at this point, is getting a next-gen upgrade for free if you own the game on the current consoles and on PC. Like, is this, that Sony can just like walk in here and be like, oh yeah, no, $70 for these games, $50 for the base version of Miles Morales, but $70 for these games and you're not getting a free upgrade for, you know, one of the most popular games of all time. I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out, like they said, that would upgrade as well, right? I think so, yeah. that's, I think that's probably a flat across, yeah. Yeah. Because like, it's I, the same price on both, I'm not entirely it, sure. Yeah. It comes but, down to arrogance again, which is, yeah. Which, again, is Sony being arrogant because they know people like Pat are going to buy it. And they bought yeah. a PS5. And I'm not, no, no, I'm not calling you out. No, no, like, I agree. I'm I saying did buy it. Like, at the end of yeah. the day, it, com- it comes down to the fact of right. I'm, a bi- I'm a businessman as well. So I understand yeah. it from a business perspective. Yeah. It's like, why, why would we do this if we can make money off it? Because it's the right thing. <laughs> totally. <Yeah>. No, <laughs> you're totally right. Absolutely. But this, is, but this is where, again, it comes back to are we going to keep vilifying Xbox? Are we going to keep worrying? Xbox have smart delivery, which again, I generally thought was a PRE bullshit term. They were throwing around, but, but no, they clearly have gone to their, to people that are working on the console, the third parties and gone, 
This is how we're doing things. You're not doing that on our system. You're not charging people for upgrades. We want this to be the best place you can play games. So, some of them are doing it, though. Like uh, the some NBA 2K. Well, this is that was going to be my point. That's literally yeah. what I was going to get to, which is yeah. how comes we torch... I'm a big NBA fan, and I work... And mm-hmm. 2K just sent me a big mafia, just full transparency. Like, sent me a big mafia package. Beautiful, amazing, cool. They're not, I'm not sponsored or anything like that, just to be very clear. But uh, how comes we torch 2K? On Twitter. Twitter was a blaze mm-hmm. when 2K did this, but Sony does it, no one cares. I'm so sick of the and I did this, I was on when I was on GameSpot, I said this. When I was on mm-hmm. Unlocked, I said this, <laughs> which is what is up with the media bias? I don't understand it. I don't if if no one's being paid off, which I don't believe anyone's being paid yeah. off, because I think that's that's just dumb internet stuff, honestly. Why are we not quick to call it out? And to more on GameSpot said to me, because they're waiting to get more information before we can call it out. But then if you don't call it out at its moment, no <laughs> one's going to care in a year's time when you do the article, which is, yeah, oh, totally. Sony did some scummy stuff. No one cares. But then they, they need to know it now. And they need to be doing yeah. it for the non-involved, uninvoid. No, I don't know what word I'm going with there. Don't worry, I'll try to be intelligent. Um, <laughs> they need to do it for people that don't understand this the way we do, is what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And... They're just not. And it, it's super frustrating. But again, this is why we all have our own podcast, right? It's down to <laughs> us who are not oh, who are not fanboys. We're cre- I'm, I am the hardest on Xbox that you're ever here. Yeah, I'm happy to celebrate them when they do something right, which hasn't been much in the last six years. So for me, it's just it's so really recently. annoying. Yeah, no, exactly. Is that, but that's what, for someone whose tagline is for the players, mm-hmm. <laughs> says it tells me everything I need to know about your business. The way you're moving, it doesn't work. So that way. You're thinking of the wrong kind of player. This is like more like uh, was uh, for the players with money, like outcast, like player haters ball type. You know, that kinda. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I oh, think yeah. I think that it it's funny that the Sony's big uh, tagline is "Play has no limits" for this launch when. <laughs> Clearly, there are a lot of limitations. There's limitations in stock. There's limitations in upgrading people's <laughs> copies of games. Yeah, play right. has no limits if you have money. Yeah, exactly. Well, since we're here on the topic of prices of games, and we are going to lose Fixer pretty soon here, I do have a bit of a quiz that I would like to throw at you. Uh, this is on the price of Japanese games because the oh, Japanese gosh. prices of games uh, they they fluctuate wildly uh this quiz is going to have games from uh, about four thousand yen uh, i can give in usd or i can give in yen uh, about 100 yen to a dollar this game goes from four thousand yen which is about 40 bucks to uh upwards of like nine thousand yen which is ninety dollars okay. this is the base version of US these dollars. games US, US dollars. dollars yeah yeah okay, okay. uh this is the this is the base version of these games uh so I already put this in our chat, but I'll let you uh, do this one first, Fixer. We've got a pre-order for Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 for the PS4. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that is running for on Japanese Amazon? Tax included, 10% tax. 7,000 yen. 8,580. <sighs> Okay, that's what we're working with here. All right. Okay. Number okay. two, this is for everybody. It's so expensive, though. Super Mario 3D All Stars. <laughs> million. It's a million yen. <laughs> that's a that's a nine thousand yen right there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Maybe yen. ten thousand. Ten thousand. I'm gonna say fifty thousand yen. 
50,000. You're talking you're t- $500. $500? Wow. <laughs> 5,000. Yeah. 5,000. 5,000. 5, 5, yeah. no, 50,000 would be great, though. <laughs> Allison? Let's go with just the standard 6,000 yen. Okay. Uh, standard list price is 7,128 yen. Uh, it's on sale, though, for 6,155. So, hey. Allison uh, was close. Uh, the Demon Souls remake. 9,000. 8,000? Yeah, I'm going to say 8,000 also. I like, I think 8,000 is. Alex? I think it might be closer to the 9,000. So I think it's, we're, we've split the room just in those two mm. spots. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this price is very nice. 8,690 yen. Ooh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> FIFA 21. That's low. That's got to be like. 7,000. 5,500. 6,000. 6,900. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, list price, 8,700 on sale <laughs> for 7,000. Wow. Boom. Ooh, wow. wow. That's, Told you. I know my FIFA. I got they it. Get people, <laughs> they get people for that much every year? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I pay winning, every ele- year. Winning, winning 11 or <laughs> Pro Evolution Soccer, the Konami game, is also yeah. very popular. That's, so that's why I went low, is I thought that, that, that Pez was, yeah. was a little bigger in Japan than FIFA. So Licensing, baby. Licensing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Uh, speaking of licensing, Marvel's Avengers. Ooh. I'm going to guess 8,500 on that one. 7,250. <laughs> 5,500. Clean 7,000. 4,400. What? <laughs> the special edition, 8,800. Double the price. Lots of confidence wow. in Marvel's Avengers. A game I yeah. like a lot. Warts <laughs> uh, uh, and all. Um, I would have thought right. that would have been high because... Wait. Did it the sorry, go for it. The, the I would have thought that would have been high because I have a perception of like Japanese media consumption, which is that like since it's kind of like a huge budget Western franchise, that that might have a lot of popularity mm. as sort of a novelty. But I'm uh, clearly they don't, they're not charging as much I for it. So. I, don't, I don't know. I did, don't know. Did it launch at 4400? I would assume so, but I, I picked, I pulled these prices like yesterday, so Fair I don't enough. know. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. <laughs> we got the PS4 and the PS5 version here, so you know, Are they the pick, same? pick your poison. Just five thousand. No, they're different, but okay, five thousand. Say six thousand. Nine thousand. Let's go seven thousand. So the base game on the PS5 sixty four ninety. Uh, 5,309 on sale for the PS4. Ultimate Edition, 8,690, 7,500 on sale. Uh, let's Damn. see, let's see. Games are expensive uh, in Japan, yo. Okay, Games I, are expensive, I, we'll do, period. Yeah. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> I've got more, but I'll, I'll jump down to these last two. Uh, Final Fantasy X and Ten-Two Remaster for the PS4. Huh. Not a new game. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna this say seven thousand. Like tra- this feels like a trap. Say seven thousand. I'm gonna say eight thousand. Six thousand. Eight thousand five hundred. 
5,782. Mm. It's weird how some stuff's priced very reasonably and some stuff is like the opposite. Not that I think that 10 and 10, 2 is that 60 bucks ish is reasonable for that, but you know what I mean. Persona 5 Royale. This is going to be our last one. 8,000. Royale come out this year, right? Yes. Yep. 7,500. 7,000. Base price, 9,680 yen. Sal? On sale for 7,527. There you go. I was close. People say, I feel like the... I hear a lot of about how taxes calculating taxes for U.S. purchases is, is ridiculous, and I'm not going to tell you that our tax system isn't completely broken and stupid. But uh, I feel like game prices are way more varied in most other places. Oh yeah, I think probably the U.K. is probably the closest, and maybe Canada is like the closest yeah. in in like st- pricing stability. But it seems like in a lot of markets, Japan being one of them, prices are really different all over all over the board. Yeah. But the idea of that, yeah. I don't know how they decide what but to the, charge for these games. Yeah, like the idea of Persona 5 Royal being basically 100 US dollars, what is that, like 80 pounds? Like, that's a lot for a game that's mostly the same as Persona 5 that came out like two years before it. Yeah, well, and in the US, when that's you put crazy. those games on a shelf, Persona 5 and FIFA, Persona 5 Royal mm. and FIFA are the same price. Like, they just, yeah. there's one there's one unified price right Marvel's now. Marvel's Avengers and Persona 5 Royale are the same price. Yeah, yeah. There's one, there's one unified price for all, you know, that's not really true, but most AAA box titles that you put on a shelf are going to be $60, and then some of them will be $40. But it's pretty rare to have the the kind of range of, of pricing differences. It's more common on PC and, in like, and like indie games and stuff, but... Um, yeah. It's wild how much it fluctuates in Japan. It's arguably healthier for like to, I mean, charging 90 or a hundred dollars for a game is uh, pretty steep, but arguably healthier for the industry to have that range of prices uh, where you can charge like uh, this game isn't a $60 game, but, or this game is worth more than $60. It's, we believe that. And that's the base price. I can't, uh, I can't for, remember like, Skyrim or something. But, I can't remember if it was, if it was on GameSpot that, you guys are talking about this or where it was, but the um, there's an interest. I think the conversation is going to happen much more in the coming generation of it is game prices probably should increase because they cost so much to make. Um, but it only works if that money is actually going to the development teams yeah. and they're, it's not just going right into like Bobby Kodak's pocket. Yeah. So on GameSpot. That's, I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and so that's the that's the kind of weird balance that I think needs to get struck. Yeah. The problem is it doesn't actually matter. Again, it comes no, back to the right. same conversation yeah. we were having, which is we're gonna buy these games. And yeah, again, no, I need to do? Not again. Me, me being very clear, I get sent most. Uh, literally, I'd say probably eighty percent of my games are sent to me by PR. So I don't even go through half as much as what I'm sure you guys are going through. Um, of like even I've only just started to have a relationship with Sony, but um, I'm looking at my PS5. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna buy the console. I'll probably get Spider Man or Demon Souls. Like I may not get both, but I'll probably get one of those sent to me. So that's not always in my head, but I feel like it's very important to never lose that as you grow as a influencer. Yeah. I hate that word, but as you grow <laughs> as as an influencer, it's like you need to remember that 
£70 is going to be in the UK. £70 a video game. I remember, again, I've said this before, Like I grew up quite poor. My mum would have slapped me upside my head if I asked for a £70 video game as a kid. Yeah. Like yeah. no, like that's 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 gas, that's electric, that's food. Like seventy pounds. Like I, I I understand why games are going up, but I like I said on now, I'll say it again here, which is it only works for me if QA testers, community managers mm-hmm. are all Absolutely. the ones who are gonna actually see the pay rise because people are jumping from the industry as quick as they can to go into yep. other mediums because of how burnout just burnout um, is ridiculous it's, it's, nowadays. It's so volatile. Yeah. Yeah. It depends, obviously, where you're working and things like that. But the industry's in a weird place right now, and, and that's why I think like Xbox is doing the right thing with the subscriptions. They're taking yeah. the hit. They're taking the biggest hit when it comes to their pockets at the moment. Don't get me wrong. I think you'll see Game Pass go up in price. I think oh, you'll yeah, see yeah, it be twenty dollars yeah. at yeah. some point. I hope not. I really do hope not. And maybe they make just they make enough money beyond um, what, fifteen million times. They say. $10 a month, blah, 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 blah. You work it out. Like, obviously, there's a lot of people coming in at a dollar, but hopefully it just works out the way Netflix works out. But I wouldn't hold your <laughs> breath if they don't imp- increase they, it. Even uh, we see, I mean, we see Netflix, Netflix even just, increase. They, yeah. yeah. It's like, eh, it's they, going up $3. Except they, so slightly, uh, right? We just got to hope that they port Doom to uh, now to F-35 helmets um mm. and then they can charge the military another two billion dollars per helmet <laughs> works for, for me works for me <laughs> uh all right well i actually i wanted to ask you some questions about your uh about my xbox and me before we uh let's, let's go here because we're yep. coming up on your time so like my biggest question is what is it like just running a like an xbox focused or like a, a platform focused like channel uh site podcast it's interesting. Um, obviously, my big my big explosions only just really happened. To be honest with you, like I was just on podcast unlocked, which is IGN's podcast, which is the number one Xbox podcast in the world. Period. There's no competition at the moment. Kind of fire coming mm-hmm. from you've got Major Nelson out there, and I'm trying. But um, so I'm Major just, Nelson is at Microsoft too. So that's yeah. Messed up. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, I'm just sort of learning the uh, fanboy war i've always known the fanboy war was a big one but um we just put out the video on bethesda and it did big numbers we did 400 concurrents on youtube for mm. a channel that only had 600 subscribers at the time so nice that was humongous yeah. for us right um it's interesting because people want me to come on there and just be the biggest microsoft corporate shill and that's just not who i am I am very, very critical of all, not just just one or the other. I am so for me, I'm I'm still learning how to deal with it. I've got my DMs are currently open. That may have to change very soon, just because the sheer volume that I'm now getting of hate from people when I say stuff. Mm-hmm. People are now watching what I say. <sighs> I am very me on Twitter. You guys, have, you've been around me now for about an hour and a half, right? So I'm very, yeah. very cheeky. I swear a lot. I'm very British. Oi, governor, la la la. You understand what I mean, like. <laughs> Whatever, that's who I am, right? But people don't get that context from a tweet. So it's, I put out a tweet yesterday or day before saying, hey, Microsoft, we'd love to get an Xbox from you guys considering I've been covering your console for six years. Um, Get back at me. Me, that's a normal MC Fixers taking the piss out of Xbox for not sending them something. A sense of entitlement in there, definitely. If I've probably sold more Xboxes than half the PS people that are getting these Xboxes, in my opinion. 
So it's like you could help help the little content creators out. We're called micro-influencers is what we're called. We have a small audience, but we penetrate them very hard. Yes, I said that on purpose. I like to penetrate yeah. hard. Um, but <laughs> dra- for me... Like a dragon. Yeah. Like a dragon. Um, for me, I'm just sort of finding that whole balance. It's, it's hard, is what I'll say. But I wouldn't have had the success I've had if I didn't go with one platform. The problem is when you do a... I've tried doing a podcast where you shoot for everything, right? You don't penetrate the audience the way you would if you just focused on one thing. I was I was PS2 guy. I didn't play the original Xbox. I was a 360 kid, but I owned a, a, a Switch. I owned a Wii, a Wii and things like that. I've never been one console guy, but now people want to box me in as that just because I cover it. So, yeah, it's interesting is what I'll say. It's not good. It's not bad. It's interesting. All right. Yeah, because I was... Just thinking like you kind of elaborated on it or touched on it earlier where, you know, for the past, like the Xbox one, it was, it was rough going there uh, for a while. So uh, I I think that's why why the audience have got to know us. Like the people that have been there, been doing it six years, like I said, which is like the audience that are there now. And if they've been there since day one, we had to drive that show with personality because there wasn't yeah. news, there wasn't games, there wasn't good exclusives. Like we didn't have any of that on the Xbox. So literally, it was me at the start, me and Ross Miller, which then turned into me and Kevin Tarley, which turned into I've had a number of co-hosts, which is now currently me and Crash. But um, you have to be personality driven. Like you don't, people do not turn up to my show to really hear about the Xbox news. They turn up to hear what Fix has got to say about whatever. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's it's interesting. It's scary sometimes. Honestly, I didn't. You don't realize how much it's kind of stupid, but how much power you kind of have. Like I've had people message me like, "Oh, what headset you got?" I'm like, uh, "Why?" They're like, "Oh, because I'm gonna buy the same one you've got." And I'm like, "What? Why?" Like <laughs> Why? I didn't tell you to. Like, I'm not telling you to do that, but it's like learning. Sounds stupid, but with great power comes great responsibility. It really does. Really, like you now, I'm I'm learning that as an outspoken person that I am. It's like, oh, okay. Corey Spearman, which is my real name, is who I am. So I have to be that person every day. But MC Fixer has now become a brand. And my Xbox and me is obviously a separate brand to that, where it's like, I now have to really think about the way I say things, the way whatever I do, I can't just shoot off on Twitter. And so every, I've got PR companies from everywhere now following me. So you say something, you're like, can you, can you, can you back that tweet up with whatever you're thinking? Instead of just shooting from the hip the way I used to. So yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's interesting. Like, but but really, I should have been doing that from the start. I should have been t- conducting myself like that from the start. But because I grew up on the cancer estate, I'm not I'm not like well spoken. I didn't go to university. Everything I've learned is self taught. Like, there's no there's no like no one coming here and bought me a camera and bought me this and bought me that. I've had a great community that's come together and done amazing things for me. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, I don't know. You just you just have to learn on the go, and that's sort of something I'm doing at the moment. Nice. Yeah, it's there's always room to learn and improve, and the industry is changing constantly with yep. the stuff with Twitch and YouTube and all the wildness oh, there. Oh, Twitch! It's a wild, wild west out there. Not anymore, really. To be honest with you, that's the the new thing I've been doing. Was I say new? I've been streaming for like seven years as well. But like, lots of people come in my chat like, "How do I start?" I'm like. You're too late. You should have started seven yeah. years ago. Yep. Um, yeah, especially now with quarantine, everyone's like, "Oh, I'm everyone's a, a streamer on Twitch. I'm home. Oh, yeah, that's the, I, that's the like, that thing rubs me so like people and people get annoyed at me in my chat a lot when I say, "Don't call yourself a streamer. You streamed. 
You're not a streamer. Yes. Like <laughs> I sacrifice birthdays, um, going out with my friends, like relation time with my fiance. Like, I love you guys. I'm very thankful to be here. I'd rather be in the other room watching TV with my fiance, but sure. this is work. This oh, yeah. is work, you know, like you've got to get yourself out there. You've got to do, I, w I was doing uh, my Xbox and me with Snowbite Mike. Snowbite Mike was getting up at five o'clock in the morning to do that show. I've been, <laughs> I've done, I've done covered everyone. Uh, yeah, you understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you, but if you want it bad enough, you will do that. And those are totally, the things yeah. that people don't see. They don't see the, the, the hours afterwards. Like I do E3 every year. We do E3. We cover E3. We do the reaction stuff, right? They don't see the six hours after the show's done of me sitting at the computer editing. But then they mm -hmm. want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a YouTuber. No, you uploaded a highlight yeah. video, which had no editing. That doesn't make you a YouTuber. That right. means that you yeah. did one thing, which I'm, I want you to do that. I want you to become a YouTuber. But don't compare the two like they're equal because they're not until you really get in there and do the nitty gritty work, doing thumbnails and then taking down that thumbnail because that one was rubbish. But I need to make this better. <laughs> and it's those little, little moments that suck. But that's, that's how you make it, you know? That's, that's how you make it. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still not made it, even though people keep saying I have. It's very weird to me. It's like I had a phone call with a friend yesterday called Mr. Midas, and he was like, bro, you've been on IGN. You've been on GameSpot. Like, you've done it. Like, and I'm like, my bank balance doesn't tell me I've done it. I'm still, <laughs> broke sure. as I I'm still as broke as I was, you know? Like, I'm still paying out of yeah, pocket yeah. for all this stuff. It is changing, and the growth is yeah. there, but... It's, it's super interesting because people assume because you've done one thing that like everybody loves you and then you get the thing from 2k and everyone's like oh you're so lucky i'm like this did not pay for my rent this, yeah. this, it's a love <laughs> it's a lovely keyboard i'm not gonna lie to y'all but it doesn't pay the rent i've got to be honest with you you know so mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of rambled. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, it's no, good. <laughs> this is this is all great. Uh, well, uh, we will let you get back to your fiance now. I think we've kept you long it. enough. But Thank you. where uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at MC Fixer. See, Brandon, same name spell everywhere. It, spell it correctly, unlike our podcast. C F I X E R. <laughs> um, yeah, I do a weekly Xbox show, as you've heard me talk about, I'm very passionate about it, called My Xbox and Me. Uh, it's on all podcast services, youtube.com slash my Xbox and me, and my personal YouTube channel where I do like reaction content and let's plays. And you know, you can go find me. I'm there. You type in MC Fixer, I'll pop up. You'll find me. Thank you right. so much for Great, having awesome. me. I would love to be back on it sometime. Let's make yes. it happen. I'm absolutely. down. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Thanks for coming in the DMs. Slide in those DMs. I'll be here. All right. You're a great bunch. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. Have See you guys one. later. Thanks for joining Thanks us. For Have a great Bye. evening. See ya. Thanks to Fixer for joining us once again. We're going to keep going with the news. Then we'll head into what we've been playing. If there, if we have not passed our three p three hour runtime at this point who knows we spent like an hour honestly i have no Microsoft. idea what we're doing with this episode in terms of timing but uh we have a new a new challenger approaches in the streaming game space amazon announced their streaming service luna which is a subscription service for like what it's like six bucks a month right now or so seven i think so i don't know and it's got kind of like amazon prime video or like a youtube tv or like like tv streaming services you've got channels you can add to your basic package 
And I think the example right now is a Ubisoft channel where you'll be able to get Ubisoft games uh, in addition to whatever games that Amazon has licensed out of their for their base subscription. Yep. Sounds much more appealing than the Stadia model. Absolutely, yeah. Pay us money and buy the games. But uh, right now it's an early access. I don't know if is, I don't know if anyone's played it at all yet. You can like sign up to get access. It's launching soon, if not already in people's hands. Yeah. What are people I thinking mean, of this? So first off, are fans of Luna just going to be called lunatics? <laughs> Probably. Lunites. <laughs> Lunites. Um, uh, it. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm not want to support Amazon if I don't have to. However, mm-hmm. as a purely looking at it as a service, as a uh, thing, it seems like it could be cool. I mean, um, Amazon Web Service AWS, which it's using in the back end, is the second biggest in the world. The first biggest in the world being Azure. Um, so I think it'll be stable. I think yep. it'll probably work well. Um, they're not. It doesn't seem like they're overplaying their hand, like Stadia did. They're not saying like, "Oh, negative yeah. latency" or anything like that. Uh, or, they're saying things like, "Oh, it'll be 1080p, 4K will come someday." Yeah. Like it, it. It sounds like they're playing it safe, but they're also playing it smart, and just so it. It seems interesting. Uh, it, it would. All yeah. of this. All, all of it could be for not if you play it and it feels like garbage. Um, but mm-hmm. it just t- looking at it from the outside as a black box, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I think the business model is really appealing. Um, I also am no Amazon fan. I have uh, my a Prime subscription right now because uh, if that is some magic way to get a PlayStation faster, my pre order is through Amazon, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, generally, I don't I don't like paying them money for anything if I can avoid it. However, from a business perspective and from like a consumer friendliness perspective, this seems like a much better model than Stadia for sure. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting too, that they are launching this on iOS from what I saw through yeah. a browser, through a browser. <laughs> yeah. Which mm. is yeah. interesting, which is how Stadia works anyway. Like on PC, you play it in yeah. a browser, and I'm I'm assuming that it is roughly the same applet or whatever on Android. It's just running it as a dedicated app instead of in a browser, but like it's all the same stuff. It depends, um, probably. I guess I mean it may not be, but uh, it's interesting that Luna is going to push try to go this route, and I also think it will be extremely interesting to see how Apple treats Luna because they have an established relationship with Amazon that is kind of a sweetheart deal for Amazon. Yeah. So it's, I think it is going to, they need to be very careful because if they're not very careful with the way they approach this as Apple, it could have implications for their lawsuits. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> Speaking of that, just an aside, um, we don't have it written down in news. Did you see that a whole bunch of companies are now backing Epic? Uh, like uh, Spotify, I saw Microsoft isn't aren't Microsoft. Microsoft did uh, early. That, yeah, but like there's a lot of other ones now too. I don't yeah. have the list here, but like, I think Spotify is one of them because they've been uh, complaining about like Apple, the Apple One subscription. They were getting out there saying like 
yo, this is really bad for us. Spotify had a weird week because they were like, yeah, Epic's right. And while we're on that subject, transphobia. And then they got oh. like real oh, bad right. about the, like uh, the Joe, the Joe Rogan, Rogan shit. Stuff. And so I'm, I have some mixed feelings about Spotify right now. And by mixed, I mean mixed the way you mix up mixed bag of dog shit. Yeah. The way you mix <laughs> things up in the toilet. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. How do you mix things up in the toilet? I don't want to get an immersion blender. <laughs> oh God. Oh, no. <laughs> Is there any I'm other really way? glad we I waited mean, till fixer left to have this conversation. <laughs> His name's going to be on the episode. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if it's, if we should not run our episodes by our guests first. Uh, (sighs) All right. Well, uh, they also have a controller uh, that they have shared with the world that looks just like they bought a bunch of Switch Pro controllers. Yeah, it's a Switch Pro controller, 100%, but purple. And like, Which, to be fair, that's an improvement. But purple is a good. Yeah, the, the, it is an improvement. The butt purple is great. Yeah, butt purple. But yeah. Butt purple. <laughs> well, yeah. Whose butt is purple? What? You go see a doctor. So maybe I don't know. Maybe my eyes are like off center. Uh, my but I'm one looking of my... at this render on the. Con- <laughs> hmm. What? Oh no. Uh, maybe my eyes are off center, but I'm looking at this. A render of the controller on the website and it looks like the center button is just like off to the left like offset just a little bit and it drives me nuts maybe it's not but it kind of looks like it like the center the center button and like the options and the mic button are all just like ever so slightly to the left like a few millimeters and i'm like i, I can see it this looking cannot at the stand controller. this cannot stand yeah it looks like um if so, this is terrible for a audio podcast. But if someone pulls up the picture, look at the distance between that center button towards the circle around the D pad versus the circle around the stick. It's definitely mm-hmm. shorter towards the the, the D pad side. Yeah, which could be a deliberate choice, just making a shorter throw for how far you have to go to hit it. But maybe I don't know. It's but it's weird. It is. It weird. is weird. Uh, don't, I don't, I don't like not, that. I don't like. I'm that glad I'm not the only one who sees it. Now that you pointed it out, I can't unsee it, and it's and it's awful. <laughs> There's our review of Amazon Luna. Do we know <laughs> if it has analog triggers or not? I would. Uh, it doesn't look like it. Because that's Looking my biggest. The, I, I, the, I, I, the switch in general, it, like with the no analog triggers, is very. It makes me so, frustrating. Yeah, I I hit on that as one of the primary reasons that I don't like playing games on switch is and yeah. it's weird i understand that's a weird hang-up but um certain games i yeah such as mario sunshine yeah or this is, i don't think this has uh analog triggers it's which it's it's a wi-fi controller right yes that's, probably yeah i just could, think i think so yeah you, i oh no allison has gone robot <laughs> I think no. it's your connection and not your your recording, though. I think I think it's your internet, I, and I don't I don't think it's your... okay. Yeah, you sound better now. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think any of us are gonna jump on Luna, but I imagine Sam at some point will get it in his head <laughs> that Luna will be the thing that solves all his problems. Trails of Cold Steel he, Three is on Luna, so he'll subscribe. 
And I mean, he will report back at some point in the future about whether it's good or not. It's and then certainly he'll just talk about trails for 30 minutes. It certainly seems like a more consumer friendly approach to to streaming than Stadia does to me. Yes. And yes. I don't I think that Amazon I saw an interesting I think it was Jeff Grubb maybe saying that like it'll be interesting to see how long Amazon stays in this thing because video games are so much more complex to develop and market than films and that people don't realize that from the outside it's it's very it seems like well you know you do mm-hmm. animation and modeling and all this work for filmmaking too but because of like the range of like QA and um and and uh the complexity of marketing games through so many different channels it becomes really challenging and so his argument was like in in like a decade amazon's going to go like why are we doing this and so it'll be interesting to see how that goes i think um i think luna will stick around but i maybe like the the amazon game studio stuff like new world and crucible like they'll just stop trying that stuff but they'll keep luna around because yeah I guess I mean streaming be will become only more and more accessible. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how their game Amazon Game Studio stuff intersects with Luna cuz I agree. I mean, I think it's they're obviously a market and being a developer are two different things, but um yeah. it'll be interesting to see how all of those things intersect and how hard they support this stuff going forward. Yeah, definitely. Uh the hardware is apparently equivalent to a good Intel CPU and an RTX 2070 Super. So it's already outdated. Throw it in the trash. It's my computer. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. It's basically my computer. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, unless Alex, do you have any other thoughts on that? Nope. Nope. Okay. Moving on. Uh, I think this came out before last week's show, but we were running so long that we skipped over. We talked about a bit about the gang stuff from Cyberpunk. Uh, and how it sucks, like the portrayals of that stuff. Uh, and what doesn't sound like it sucks is they have made the campaign shorter than The Witcher Three, which on first blush is like, how dare they? They're cutting down the campaign. But Witcher Three is so long. And, uh, their data shows. I think most devs, their data shows people don't finish those games, and I think they just said, well, if people aren't going to finish the story, we're just going to make the story shorter, and. Well, you know, there'll still be a wide breadth of side content, but just the main narrative will be shorter than The Witcher 3. And all of The Witcher 3 is really good, but the best parts of The Witcher 3 are in the final third, in my opinion. Yeah. And so it sucks because I think a lot of people play the best parts are like the first third and the final third because you get the Bloody Baron stuff and that's incredible. And then the shit goes i don't know i still don't want to spoil it for people who might play it someday it goes wild. the third act is insane in that game it is so cool and when i played through it last year i was like why haven't more people talked about this and then i looked in the no mirror there <laughs> then i looked in the mirror and i was like well i'm just <laughs> playing this now after four years or whatever so mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's smart to stack your the middle stuff in the in the witcher 3 is cool it's a lot of political intrigue and it's yeah. It's interesting, but it's stuff that I think could have been more relegated. They could have told those stories through side content in a way that kept propelling you through the narrative and, and didn't bog you down. Um, you, I mean, you end up doing like a murder mystery in the middle of the story, and it's yeah. like it's a really interesting story, and it gives you one of the more cathartic choices in the game at the end of that path. But it's also like 
this could have been side content. I I feel uh, with some careful editing that may have meant that more people saw the the hooks of the final act that really get you in and propel mm-hmm. you to the end. Yeah, you really need to play the DLC. I know. <laughs> all, I know. Like, oh I know. god, just oh. Put put away trials and go play the DLC for Witcher Three. I have I I am confident Sam's not on the show anymore, so I can say this not on the episode anymore. I should say uh, I'm confident that the story in the, the DLC for the Witcher Three is more compelling than than the story in Trails, as good as Trails is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, next news story: uh, TGS is going on. And I haven't seen much of note out of it, but we did get some news about our favorite moon-headed game developer. Uh, Yoko Taro uh, revealed that Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 has a release date, and that's April 23rd, 2021. Oh, yeah. In, in North America, it's like two days earlier in Japan. Localization, who knew? I, I don't I really don't know why they are doing that uh like two day delay. I'm not sure. But let's look they're... at a calendar. Okay, let's see. We got the twenty third is a Friday. Huh. Yeah. I guess they're just like Wednesday, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe a distribution thing. But games yeah, they're also big games don't release on Wednesdays typically here, at least in the no. US. They also uh, don't cost like eighty dollars. So correct. <laughs> uh this one they're doing a special edition again. The okay. the white snow edition because they did the black box edition for uh, near Tomita. So what's so special about it? It's got like it's just a box. Uh, yeah, it's a nice box. It's white. That's no it. body it's pillow. Like, no sale. <laughs> no, it's got does it like cost more. Does yeah. it have like a meal's head? Nope. Like, it, it it does cost more. I think it's like thirty bucks more or something like that. It comes with all of the scripts like that the voice actors use. So it's like just like seven or eight books worth of scripts, which I thought is really fucking weird and cool. And it comes it's with weird and it comes with a set of pins, uh, of like the book or whatever. Um, I, what's the name of the book? I can't remember. Oh shit. I forget. I, I, but anyways, it's, it's the book and some other stuff and they're like these rectangular pins and you're like, they talked about on the stream how it's like, Oh yeah, we didn't want these pins to be thin and flimsy. We wanted to be like, just like the book. So these are fucking thick pins that are like Zippo sized. <laughs> Jesus. And like it's got some other uh, stuff, like the soundtrack and stuff too, but I ordered people it. like <laughs> that is a very Japanese like comedy television like comedy variety show presentation that they did. Oh, very much. Um and people should go watch that just for I still like need to. I, if you want to see Yoko Taro and I, like the near creator people, the like composer, oh my God. like the direct, like the, the producer just being weird and making the, jokes at each other's expense. It's a good time. Yeah, the bit they did with the toy logic dude is very good, uh, which I'm not going to spoil it in case people want to watch it because it's worth watching, I'm, but it's funny. I'm just frustrated. It's subtitled, so. Near Gestalt is is an awesome game. I played mm-hmm. it. I got all of the endings. That one was Near Automata. For people who haven't played, Near Automata kind of propels you through the the replays. Each mm-hmm. replay of the game is pretty different. Um, so you you kind of like it's it's almost more like you're just playing through the story rather yeah, than yeah. starting over each time. Well, it, the has original, that, it has it has that fat message from the Square Enix yeah, exactly. PR team that's like, hey. Play again. The original Nier, there's certainly differences from playthrough to playthrough, but it's much more like same character, same 
like it, you you get more you're seeing all the same content again with additional context rather than seeing different content um so i played a lot of near um and i love it but i'm really hoping that i don't need to play this release <laughs> like i want more people to play the original i think you should cuz it's really 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 good it's some of the coolest i actually think i like the storytelling almost more than near automata in the original personally as much as i love automata um but uh also i kind of hope that it's not i have a feeling with yoko taro that it'll be like and it's got way more story content in it than the original one but uh, i don't want to play through it again <laughs> he he talked about how it's going to have three times as much voice acting because like uh, specific specifically because there's a lot of stuff that's not voiced in the original release yeah and that's that, true now, that's now, true. now ev- now everything is going to be voiced yeah it's the kind of thing that I will probably buy and I would love to have to be able to go back to and play whenever because I love that world too. That's the other thing about the original Nier is I think the like environments and, and um, just existing there is so super cool. Structurally, it's very interesting, but I don't want to play it for another 70 hours or however long I played in the original <laughs> just because I've done it. Not, not for any, not for a real yeah. negative reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look forward to that. We'll yep. definitely talk about it at some point. It looked pretty but, slick in the gameplay demo. I but, saw a little but bit. They, but. they gave it a release date. Yeah, yeah we, we talked we about it. We said at the top. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we did. Okay, I was two days down before. Notes, two days before my birthday. That's why. Is is that the Japanese release date or is that the um, April twenty third is the North American release date? Oh, okay. I was yeah. hoping it was the Japanese one because then I would say that they were they delayed the North American one for my birthday. But oh. <laughs> Uh, our next news, we wanted to talk about this last week, but Allison, due to technical troubles, had it apart. We've got a new American Girl doll. All right, and here it the is. The reason this is noteworthy is this new American Girl doll, she's a gamer. Her name's Courtney, and oh, I yeah, think she Courtney. plays Pac-Man. Arcade, she's like 80s-style like arcade gamer. Yeah, because the thing is, is that she... Uh, so if, if you guys who are listening to this video game podcast are not uh, into the American Girl verse, uh, boy, do I have a treat for you. Uh, but also uh, the doll, like all of their like main character dolls are set in a specific time period. Um, so like, for example, uh, Molly's World War II. Um, Does she have Addie's like a D-Day, like, a, like fatigues and a helmet? She actually might. I don't know. She has a. What? They have a lot. I mean, she has like not fatigues, but she has. They, they definitely cover like the war effort and stuff, but more of like okay. a from home type thing, like a Rosie the Riveter type thing. Um, not quite. I mean, she's like a kid. Is the thing? Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh fine. They had children <laughs> make munitions. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so they're all, like, set in various periods. Uh, Courtney is uh, set in 1986, which is now considered a historical period, which is buck wild, but it's it's true. Um, and so, among other things, she likes, uh, I think, making games and then also playing games. You can buy an accessory that is a... Uh, uh, a, a Pac-Man cabinet that works uh, and is yeah, I was gonna say doll size. I didn't think about that, but they've been making those tiny arcade cabinets, and I ju- it just clicked in my head that that 
that cabinet must work, which is awesome. Yep, it works. I, I looked, I looked that up. It's 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 kind of a more expensive one than like a lot of those little ones, but also it's a lot bigger because it's two p two scale for for the doll. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm. But that's cool. Um, I I will say it's to be to scale to the doll who is ostensibly a child, right? Yeah, I think so usually they're larger. like around like you know the. Yeah. 12 year old kind of okay because i'm looking usually. i'm looking at a promotional photo and courtney is still significantly taller than the cabinet so there, there is that but i'm not i mean i'm not dragging it i just think it's kind of funny that it's like to scale not dragging also, it. it's too heavy you don't want to break that crt listen I, courtney is a very tall person yeah uh, you don't need to uh this is something she's going to be sensitive about i'm not making fun of it i'm just impressed she's sh- hopefully she takes she hopefully she does whatever she wants to do with her future and her career but i'm just saying it looks like she would be a very good power forward how how long how long do you think it'll take for someone to install mame on that cabinet uh how long do we take, think it'll take for somebody to put doom on the cabinet um oh, uh, sure it'll take for someone mame, someone's put doom on a pregnancy test at this point so <laughs> that's true. that is true it's probably installed on the on the cabinet already by the american girl doll people yeah uh, all right, I we'll want have, we'll have a jamma. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I want y'all to pitch me your American gamer doll. Doesn't have to be a girl. It could be it could be anybody. Like what? From who is any, your American gamer doll from any era? And what oh, would yeah. they like? What would their accessories be? Their name? Yeah, their accessories. What do they look like? If that's you know, if you've got this like image in your head, can they be? Um... The only thing that comes to mind is that South Park World of Warcraft episode, dude. Oh my god! Oh god! I can't remember his name. I barely remember the episode, <laughs> I but I just had I know a that. name. All right, I want to. I want a GI Joe that play. That's like, like from war games. They're like a gamer nerd, and then they get recruited to to like fly drones or something. Okay. Uh, I've. I want this. Uh, this beautiful. Uh, this beautiful young woman named Billy Mitchell, and she's a hot sauce magnate, and she dresses in an American flag, and she's really good at uh, I don't know Donkey Kong. I don't know. That was my other angle. Is is Courtney gonna make hot sauce in the future? <laughs> if okay. if they start like hinting that in the books, because the, that's the other thing is that all of these dolls come that's with right. come with a book, and then also have other books that are written about them. If, if if suddenly it's like I really like to make hot sauce, it's like oh god, it's it's happening. <laughs> okay, I got I got a real one now. Um, okay, I don't. What's her name gonna be? Gonna, let, we can workshop the name. What's the name? The, doesn't uh, what's the character? So they're a streamer. They're a streamer. Girl. Okay, they're a streamer. They, okay, they they got a, a PC. They got a monitor set up in front of them, and they got a nice backdrop behind them where you know it's like all flashing lights mm-hmm. and pretty. But the other side of the room is just a total mess. And the other side of their life, as soon as the computer's off, is also a total mess. It's like it's like the and picture of the of the doctor who was on CNN. In her underwear. Yes. <laughs> exactly. No pants. That's what I needed and, for twenty and, that was that made twenty twenty okay to me. And then she needs to moderate her community and turn off her Twitter DMs. Yeah. Mm, okay. It's depressing. Okay. You made a That's, depressing doll. Yeah. 
I was going to go with no bummers. At first, I was like, oh, a doll that says slurs. And then I was like, no, that's, that's too dark. That's too hot. It's a hot, a hot gamer doll, but it's not hot in the right way. I want to hear Allison's because I imagine yeah. it'll be happier. It'll probably be more wholesome oh, than mine. See, mine was like. This is somebody who works at the laboratory where they made tennis for two. And yes. And comes with a machine that lets you play That's tennis so for two. That sounds way better. Yeah. yeah. Than our dark, dystopic, uh. black mirror views of. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't, want a, I don't want an American Girl doll. I know this isn't an American Girl doll that is basically like, says slurs. I don't know. They're wholesome. <laughs> well, I mean, like wholesome, but in a, uh, they cover deep shit in these in these stories yeah let's be honest like uh i like uh, people were surprised because uh a big thing about courtney is uh that she is a uh fan of the uh of the challenger mission and you're like oh no Mm -hmm. i mean i have been told i am not uh, an involved in the American girl fandom, but I have a lot of respect for it. And I have been told that, um, if you, that they get like pretty, they're pretty smart about the authors that they work with to write the books and that, that they, they try to nab up and coming authors. And it's a fairly prestigious gig to get asked to write an American girl book as a young author. That's kind of developing. Um, mm-hmm. And that generally those books are of a much higher quality than you would expect from a toy oh, company sure. doing like <clears throat> add on novels. Um, they also very are very, very um, uh, specific. They, they go interesting places with their uh, with with some of their stories, too. Um, like a pe- uh, somebody in a Facebook group I was in was like. Wow, they're they're covering the Challenger disaster. Like that's that's a thing, and it's like, yeah, li- literally, Addie's first book is her escaping slavery. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, <clears throat> and um, like they deal with World War Two, mm-hmm. uh, like and Nazis specifically in- in- inequality. Yeah, it's like they deal with a lot of uh, stuff, and from what I, I understand, they've done a lot of they do like a lot of research and uh like intensive um everything before they put a doll out like hmm. uh when i was still buying these dolls um they just put out uh Kaya who's uh from uh, a, a very specific native american tribe uh, Nez Pierce uh but like they did i think like full on like multiple years of research and then they worked with act with the uh, Nez Perce tribe and was like, we're going to make this as accurate, but also as authentic and, um, as, as genuinely like, not just like, Oh, this is a doll with a costume. Like we're going to try to make it as respectful as possible and work with other people. You don't work ever, with the tribes. You don't ever so. hear any like backlash. I mean, I'm sure it has happened, but you uh, generally I worked I worked at the American Girl Store, which is part of why I was also excited. Yeah, I worked yeah. there when they uh, when they discontinued Samantha. That was like fucking. That uh, was a my yeah. work in that store that day. But, I mean, yeah. more you don't hear you don't hear news stories that's like American Girl. This time they're doing it. They're doing this it again. They're appropriating blah blah blah. Yeah, like you just don't hear that stuff. And for them to be a company that deals in um, producing 
uh, dolls based on lots of different cultures and ethnicities, they must be doing something right to not constantly be in the news uh, in in a bad way. I think the biggest uh, controversy, I guess, is is that they genuinely are expensive dolls. Yes, um, and that they are expensive in terms of buying their stuff. The thing I will say is that they are genuinely extremely high quality in terms of doll manufacturing. Yeah. Um, I know that. So when I was working at the store, I was a doll hairstylist, which is my very first job. Awesome. (laughs) Which is like my very first job. And I got the job because I wrote on my job application form, which I bought, brought physically from the mall because that's the level I was at at that point. And I wrote, uh, you have to start somewhere smiley face on there. And they were like, okay, sounds good. We'll hire her, I guess. Uh, but uh, but we we basically did the hair for every kind of like similarly sized doll if they brought somebody brought it in. Uh, and the American Girl dolls were so much better. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's not, it's not like a value judgment because I mean, if you can only afford to buy like, a doll from Target or Walmart. I mean, there's there's no shame in that. It's just in like terms of Armenian like, grill gir- like doll. Uh, <laughs> Armenian. It's, it's, it's just if you. Uh, it, it's like the, the the quality is very specifically there. So it's like it, it's expensive, yeah. But I I can't really exactly. Doll be doll making is expensive it. too. I, we can move on, but my my mother makes. Uh, makes dolls um has a business where she makes dolls and um she makes uh waldorf dolls not uh not like traditional mm. kind of dolls but her dolls are really expensive and it's a thing she constantly grapples with and it the the difficulty is that like material cost is really where it's at she doesn't really make any money at doing it it's just that when you eat and i'm sure that this is the case with american girl as well when you use really high quality materials it's expensive um yeah Um, they're also very, very good. Like, this is going to be my last story because it is my favorite American Girl story. Uh, One of the things they're really, really good about is um, they have a hospital if you uh, have an issue with your doll. Uh, So, like, for example, if if your doll's leg comes off or something for whatever reason, like, you you can send it in and then they'll fix it up for you. And then they, they call it like the hospital. And then it comes with like a little gown, a little, you know, little stuff like that. Uh, when I was working at the store, I heard a story of a kid who really wanted their doll to have all those little accessories, uh, but was told, Oh, well, we're not going to send it to the hospital. Your doll doesn't need anything. And so then, uh, she rolled over, she, rode her bike over her doll so that she could send it to the hospital. So uh, that is the creation of a future murderer or something. (laughs) Because I was just like, whoa, that is a a scary child. Or she'll write Batman someday. Maybe she'll write Batman someday. Possibly, yeah. All right, well... Uh, next, we got two stories left in the news. Over, God, this is. Oh my gosh, this is long. These are these are short ones. Uh, Destiny Two Beyond Light uh, is coming out in November. You're going to need to reinstall the game when it comes stupid. out, like the entire thing. It's like it's not you're not downloading an expansion. You're not. I mean, you are, but you're not just downloading an expansion. 
You're not patching the game. You are re-downloading the entire game. Cool. Maybe makes it's going to be smaller than it currently is because they're taking out so much uh, theoretically to work on it. But that remains to be seen. But uh, I wonder if that has to do with like they're pulling out so much that it messes with like the structure on the hard drive. So like they're pulling stuff from weird spots. So it's like we're just going to reinstall the whole thing to avoid any like weird fragmentation issues. I don't know. And our last news story for this week. Actually, I think there's one more that I'm trying. Oh, yeah, there is one more. We'll come back to it. RuneScape is officially coming out on Steam on October 14th, 2020. Game of the Year, baby. baby. After 19 years, RuneScape is finally out. 1.0, Game of the Year, every year, RuneScape. Hell yeah. I'm probably going to download that. (laughs) We're going to play RuneScape together, Pat. I think we probably should do that for a stream or something. That would be very I, funny. I would look. Twenty four hours of, of I, oh, twenty four hours of RuneScape for extra life. If we did, if we committed to that, I would cancel my flight sim thing and do that instead because <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> my flight sim thing is in, not to toot my own horn. I think a good idea playing RuneScape for twenty four hours is a terrible idea, and I would much rather do something terrible. <laughs> you, if you donate enough money, we'll stop. You can do both. Like, there's no reason you couldn't. Do <laughs> Actually, both that's of a those very things. good point. I could yeah, probably true. fly around the world and play RuneScape for 24 hours. And uh, you know, I think RuneScape is on mobile. Time. RuneScape might be on and mobile is, too. I don't know yep, if it's crossplay it though. Mobile. That's a good point. Uh, all right, and the last news story, which we don't have here, is remember? Is it Lab Zero, the indivisible yeah. De- dev? Yeah. A bunch of the devs who they had a mass exodus of talent from the studio after a bunch of allegations about toxic work environment and sexual assault uh, over the summer. Um, Many of those devs have come together. I believe 16 of them have come together and created a co-op where they will be making games. So uh, we'll see how that goes. It's apparently the largest game co-op in North or at least in, I think it's in North America and, but they can't like, they're not legally a co-op because like they can't get insurance if they are, because America doesn't know what to do with that. They're like, that's not a thing co-op, but they're structured as co-op. Everyone has ownership. They're doing some interesting things with pay where if you have kids, you're going to get paid more. If you have, uh, you know, because you're gonna need more money if you have kids. They uh, they take a lot of money to raise, but so they're going for more equivalency than just straight equality, uh, which is uh, interesting. We'll see how it pans out. So, I have two things to report on the mobile version of RuneScape. One, <laughs> it's old school RuneScape, not current okay, RuneScape. So it's, it's the shit I remember. From yes, it does have crossplay, but it's only for other people playing old, old school, school RuneScape. Two. In their trailer, it opens with a, a, a title card that says the world's greatest MMO, which I think is a lot <laughs> to just say about your own game. There's no Hell quote. Yeah. It's not quoting anything. They're just saying the world's I, greatest MMORPG. You know, some, sometimes you need to have confidence in what you're providing and the RuneScape devs have that in spades. I mean, so. I'll say this. I bet I could make a character in RuneScape and play with people that I know who are playing RuneScape, which those people don't exist. But if they hypothetically existed on the same server, 
faster than will happen with Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the news. Holy shit. <laughs> this is... <laughs> two, two hours, five minutes or something? Like, well, damn. Uh, I'm going to keep milking it so that eventually we just, just functionally have to cut off the news like some kind of horrible growth and make it its own <laughs> writhing show that exists separately. <laughs> My girlfriend would be so unhappy if I did another show, uh, <laughs> another episode. Um, all right. Games. I think we're playing them. They're good. I, I have uh, done a sensible thing. I have not brought a game this week because all I've been doing is playing the same shit I have been playing, except I did start Final Fantasy 12 for some reason. I got, I got uh, quick But hits. I'm not far enough in to uh, talk about it. All right. Then Pat, hit me with the quick hits. So the first quick hit is that I am playing Trails in the Sky a little more, uh, the first one, um, this week. And I'm trying to keep up with it because I would like to finish it. Um and it's good. It has a lot of really weird bullshit in it that um, there's like so far they have hit on like some not incest, but definitely some weird like s- like step sibling like like otaku ass. Yeah, like we're not one of us is adopted and we don't say brother and sister all the time. But I also have said you're like a little brother and I also have a big crush on you kind of thing. Also, that 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 brother, they're both 16 and he gets aggressively hit on all the time by like lots of characters and in ways that are like, I want to to do sex things with you, minor, and I am an adult and it's fucked and nobody comments. I mean, well, actually, that's not true. Estelle, the kind of sister who has a crush on him always is like, that's weird. Leave him alone. And great. But. It doesn't feel like you the game also, is saying that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It feels like it feels less like the game saying that and more like, "Hey, I have a crush on him. You guys can't have a crush on him too." It's like that's not the issue here. Yes, exactly. And whereas it feels like the game is like saying, "Like, wouldn't it be sick if Joshua got slept with Sherazad because she's hot?" And it's like, no, it wouldn't be because he's sixteen and she is twenty three. Um, but uh, then also there was a the the uh, a, a male character. Uh, hit on Joshua and then they were like you're a pervert I can't believe you like boys which is like whoa okay so we're also gonna do some uh, he's, he appears to be bi so we're also gonna do some biphobia here great love it cool um, we'll see how that pans out otherwise the story is good and um, I don't really like this is part of why I don't engage with a lot of these kinds of games but unfortunately there is a lot of that shit just baked into JRPGs uh, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's significantly worse than uh, some other games, but I just haven't played one of these in a while this much. So I'm it's all at once. It's like, oh, right. There's some weird views here. I will say at the very least, the game does not have like overly sexualized characters, despite them all hitting on on I, this one character. Uh, I'm sad that you talked about this game first, because this would have been a really good segue into another game. <laughs> Well, uh, I, um, I also have been checking out that, uh, no man's sky origins update this week, um, which is very cool. Um, I think Kato on uh, waypoint radio put it best. This feels like the first update they've done big update that they've done annual update that they've done. That is more of a, like, 
hey, this is a service game and we're going to be adding content to it over time. The updates they've done prior have been a lot of like, like last year beyond that update felt like it was finally the, okay, this game is the one we've promised at this point. Um, And it finally got over that hump and became like a really great thing. And then since then they've added a bunch of weird side mechanics. Like you can get a bio organic ship that hatches out of an egg. Um, Yeah. You can, it's in, it has VR um, there's like these derelict cruisers you can get into that are like scary on the inside. So they've added stuff, but it's all felt kind of like pet, almost like pet projects or something that are just interesting little things to put in. This update is focused on content additions. So it doubles the variety in the planet and, and flora and fauna department. So there, and, and they did it by spawning, millions of more planets so rather than rebake the the game all of the existing planets still exist and they just popped new planets in all of the solar mm-hmm. systems so you um and and the planets have like much more dramatic uh geography so you get like real mountain ranges in them that are huge you get like super deep oceans you get swamps and marshes and stuff like that um and then there's some fucking wild flora and fauna stuff that can happen. Like I, I landed on a planet where all of the, everything was a weird mechanical looking steampunky orb. And it was like, <laughs> there were like uh, floating orbs and animal orbs and wait, sorry, animal orbs, like flying blowfish kind of thing. No, no, no. So like I, one orb, you would scan it with your scanner and it would be um, a rock. One orb you would scan with your scanner and it would be a tree. They look the same. They have very minor differences, but they're all, and they're all attached to the earth with like cabling. And then you would scan. And then I I like turned around and one orb was like rolling around. It looked like the tree in the rock, but I scanned it and it scans as an animal. (laughs) Uh, And it was weird. It was really cool. Um, I, you should have recorded this and shared it with the world. I, yeah, very good. It was neat. So that thing is cool. They finally put worms thinking about them worms. Um, the gigantic, one of the big things that never made it from in like from their the original trailers, trailer yeah. is there were giant like sandworms like in Dune and this update finally adds those in and they are in fact like you could walk across. It would take you several minutes to walk the length of one of them. Did they add Timothy Oliphant? <laughs> I, uh, it's probably coming in, in 3.5. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, and then they had the, the thing I haven't gotten a chance to look at yet. Um, cause I started a new save cause I always do that. And that's why I've never finished that game's story. Um, they added these enormous skyscrapers that are like, you can see them from miles away, um, that, uh, have like lore and story content in them. They're like exploration spaces. I think they can vary from like, oh, you might have to fight some sentinels in this one and, this one just has people in it and stuff. Um, but they seem like cool additional story content to kind of seek out for people who have already played through all the narrative stuff. So it's a, it's a really cool update. That, that's I recommend it. Uh, it's the game's like half off right now. I think on pretty much all the platforms I saw 25 bucks for that game or 30 bucks, whatever it is, is a mm-hmm. steal. That game is like something you can play for many, many hours. Um, do you, do you think that this was, like not necessarily the poor reception at the start, but the way they've supported it. Do you think this was always the plan? 
like the the uh, yearly kind of like big updates or do you think their original kind of thing was like we're gonna put out the game and people are gonna like it and it'll be that'll be the game or because there was such a negative reaction like we have to fix this and then they just kind of kept rolling with it i think i think the fact that it's hard to know because they still don't charge for these updates i would have thought that if they had planned to do this all along that there would have been revenue built in there somewhere but i wonder if it was the plan all along but the reason they're not charging is because they needed to get over that poor reception they've also Mm -hmm. hinted multiple times at charging for stuff eventually and they still aren't so I don't know. I think they're very clever with their naming schemes and the fact that this is called Origins tells me this is sort of maybe a platform that they're building to from to to go on to having some kind of a seasonal model or something um that maybe they'll charge for a season pass or something like that. I, I don't know how you, what that looks like in No Man's Sky because it's certainly not a combat focused game um and it doesn't have like it, it kind of has dungeony stuff in it, but it doesn't have raids. It doesn't have the same kind of content that something like a destiny has. So whatever a season pass would look like for that game is pretty weird. I would, I would like to see them it, it, it do some kind of like, I don't know, cosmetic charging. Maybe it's, it's tough. I don't know what the answer is for how they monetize that game, but um, I think there's they a just lot. Keep selling copies of it because every time yeah. there's a new update, I imagine their revenue just and me, and kind well, of explodes. It's, it's, it's on Game Pass, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it well, may not have, on PlayStation or yeah. yeah I don't course. know PC game. It Pass, is on PC Game Pass actually. I just looked okay. last night, but but um, I, I, and it has crossplay now as well, which is worth noting mm-hmm. that that came last year, and it has real multiplayer for anyone who didn't know that you can just like join your friends. Yeah. Um, the it's weird as a multiplayer game. I don't. You, it's it's it would be a great multiplayer game if you want to like chill out with your friends, like I guess like have a couple beers or like smoke a joint or something, and then just chat with your friends and fly around. There's not really group content. I think it exists, but it's so buried. I I don't know. It's really got to be the kind of thing where you're like, let's build a base, man. Um, I mean, it's the Minecraft thing. That's you know totally, yeah. And um, they added story stuff to Minecraft or whatever. But I, it's that original kind of we're gonna build shit and just hang out and explore and see what we find. Yeah, I played some multiplayer with a friend last year, and um, he had played it a lot and had a very impressive base. And he was like, "Yeah, man, come check out my base." And so I walked around his base, and he was like, "I have these cool vehicles." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I haven't tried the Exocraft." And he's like, "Yeah, let's take them, take them out and, dr- and drive around." And he wanted to show me the like highway he built to another island and stuff. And we spent like 30, 40 minutes just kind of tootling around his base. And he showed me all of his infrastructure. And I was like, this is cool. What, what do you want to do now? And he was like, I don't know, man. You want to go like find some artifacts or something? And I was like, no, I want to fly around and find planets and mine resources to progress my own <laughs> shit. <laughs> and that's not really something that makes sense to do together because then we're, we're not, we're sharing a smaller, like we're sharing the pool of mm-hmm. trees yeah. here. So it's, yeah. it's interesting in that regard still. And, and I don't think it will appeal to everyone, but I, I've been enjoying it for sure. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. I think there's still a lot of cool features in a weird, like Sims expansion pack way that they can add like planets with multiple climates and, 
and like seasonal changes to planets and things that could be really neat. So, um, so I would like to see that happen. Cool. Well, speaking of people who are all horny for this one person and just cannot stop hitting them, even though he is far younger than them, we've been playing Hades. Hey, I mean, it's a little different because Zagreus is sort of an ad- I mean, he's not a child, but he's he was- so much younger than everybody. Yeah, else but there. he's still an adult. I don't know. I, I don't I think it's. I, I, I've, I've read him as an adult, but yeah, he seems oh, like I mean, much I mean, more of an adult than Joshua just, from Trails in the Sky. <laughs> I haven't played it, uh, but yeah, no, Hades. Uh, it's 1.0. It was 1.0 last week, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked it about 1. it a little 0. bit, I think. Yeah, we yeah we've talked about Hades think, a few times, but I think we talked about it a lot of bit uh, last week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison's playing it. I am. How you like in Hades as I, the probably most well versed in Greek mythology on the podcast? It, it is. It has been really, really fun. I mean, I really like uh, roguelikes and roguelites a lot. Um, and this is actually like gameplay wise, this is one of my favorites. Um, but story wise, it's also it's just like it is completely like wonderful with uh greek mythology uh i think the thing that has been um really nice about it in particular is that it doesn't feel like it's window dressing if that makes sense it feels like they Mm -hmm. they care a lot about the stories and they they are putting a lot of thought and effort into how the characters are portrayed uh who they're bringing in um what stories they're going to tell like it I feel like a lot of times you see uh, mythology and you're like, oh, they're the gods. Uh, Zeus has the thunder, which there's like definitely some of that. But I feel like there's a lot of times where there's little there's little just little story things that are thrown in that feel like, okay, this is this is not just like a superficial mythology thing. So that was that yeah, was very good, but they're pulling on some very deep cut like jokes and things for a lot of these things. Uh, I was I saw someone tweeting about how there's a quip between Dionysus and Zagreus because apparently Zagreus in the past, or like in one of his earliest or in early Greek mythology, Zagreus and Dionysus were kind of the same person, uh, and then later like spun off to be different people. Uh, but there's a point where Zagreus is like, what if you tell Orpheus that we're the same person? And then you can, <laughs> then Zagreus will go to Orpheus and be like, Hey, did you know I'm actually Dionysus? I, I love a feast and like stuff like that. So they really did their homework and yeah. wanted to do really obscure deep dive things for people who really know their Greek mythology, which is cool. Absolutely, yeah. There, there are certain points where things show up, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! I see what you're doing and here," and it's very fun to see. What's so cool is I so many um, stories about Greek mythology and mythology in general t- are like, "Well, we're going to retell the events of this mythology," and I think something that Hades does that God of War also did. Um, that is so cool is this is like what happens after all the other 
stories. Yeah. Like, this is this is a world where all of the stories we know from mythology have happened. So you get to see you know what what the world looks like for these characters. Like Achilles is dead already mm-hmm. and 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 lives in the house of Hades and stuff and um and and you know you Orpheus and um Eurydice have already had all of the things that happened in their stories happen um without getting too much into it. And so it's it's just so spoilers cool. Spoilers for Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there were stuff. There were certain times in our chats where I was like, "Is this considered a spoiler because it's story based?" But if you know the mythology, mm-hmm. it's not a spoiler. But and one thing that Hades like, does yeah. that is very satisfying is it has moments where you go, "Oh shit!" Narratively, but it nothing in it is. There's not a huge number of twists, really. It's 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 pretty even having def- having beaten a run. I think maybe there are when you get close to the the end mm-hmm. of the narrative, the true ending. Yeah. yeah, but 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 for as far as I have seen, I don't feel like if I had been told any of the story stuff that I've seen so far that I would have been upset um, having gotten to it in the game because it, it's 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 that like I don't want to use the word predictable, but it's satisfying in the way that pieces puzzle pieces fall together in the way that you kind of want them to without it feeling like it's necessarily pandering either um which is cool Uh, i i I like stories like that um and i beat i finished a run and and beat the last boss and was very eager to see how they tell like continue the runs um that part actually did go a little different than i expected and it's very good uh, they do a really good job with. Yeah, video. and I, I I'm at the point where this is probably the one game where I'm like, I want to see all of the all of the things. Yeah, which I mm-hmm. don't always get with like kind of these kinds of roguelike or roguelite things where I'm like, you know, if I beat it, that's fine usually, but here I'm like, no, I want to see all of the combinations with the powers. Because I think that's really interesting, and I want to read all the codex entries because those are well written and interesting. And I'm just like, I just want all the content for this game to the point where I uh, finally beat the third area last night, and I was so happy because it took me so long to beat that. Um, and I think I could be close to beating a run, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're close to beating a run. You just have to beat it basically <laughs> i think i got through the fourth area i just haven't beaten the boss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's that is um i don't think it's a spoiler to say that that fight is the is the last fight the one that okay. the boss the uh, of the, your initial run i don't know if there are yeah, yes if for the for true sure. ending there's probably other stuff there right but but yeah. but right. that initial run Which you I'll get through it, okay the fourth area you well yeah, you 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 kind of complete the objective to leave that area, and then there is a fight, um, and that fight is the the last one for okay, sure. Okay, so um, I that's where I was at last night. So you, I'm getting close, but it's like, but I'm still extremely uh, motivated to play more too, and I'm not without, sick of playing it. So without spoiling anything, there is going to be a moment in that fight where you're like, motherfucker, Duh. just oh, so I you bet. know. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, I'm not surprised because I was like, this fu- I, I was 
pretty, I was reasonably low on health and I didn't have any of the um, second lives, the death defied things left. So I was like, I, I know I'm not going to beat this, but I was like, this is going pretty quickly <laughs> and pretty easily. There's got to be more than this. There is a bit of a gotcha in there, but I won't. So play I, that I, it's, it's, I was it's, not, I'm not surprised by that. Cause I was like, man, if this is just the boss, this is easy. But then it's like, I, I know it can't be quite that simple. It's not it's terrible, but it is not, not since rough. Sekiro have I felt so betrayed. Oh, <laughs> uh, with the dog. No, with the monkey. Oh, right. Um, anyway, yeah. um, it's I. I just really love it, and it's really good. It's really I'm good. So I'm so happy this game exists. Yep, it's it's so. Good. I wish I. Like I think I've asked I've asked this question before when I started playing this game when it was in early access. Uh, like I just want like a Neil Gaiman's like Greek mythology, basically. I just want like a easily digestible. Here's some Greek mythology in like a you know a nice package because um, like it's really interesting and those those gods be getting up to some crazy shit. They really are, aren't they? <laughs> Like I was very. I'm a snake. I'm gonna fuck this lady. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Like the book that I would maybe recommend. I don't know. I haven't read it in a long time. But the one that got me into mythology, uh, Greek mythology, was uh, Delaire's book of Greek myths, which is I think very good. But it's very interesting because that is aimed squarely at a younger audience. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting how they make these. Child friendly. I want the a lot of because mythology Neil, is mm-hmm. not at Neil all. Gaiman's Greek Norse mythology has a scene where Odin is has turned himself into a bird and lets out a giant wet diarrhea fart uh, into his pursuer's <laughs> face. So that's okay. like the kind of shit I want in my in my Greek mythology. I don't know, man. Zeus turns into so many different things to fuck so many different. Oh yeah, 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 and I want it all. It is it's true. Like, hey, oh, I'm a, I'm a swan now. Let's 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 get it on. And you're like, I, okay, I don't know why I'm reading this. Let's turn into like a golden ray of light. Uh, that that mm-hmm. that counts. Mm-hmm. You're pregnant. Uh, you're like, what is this? What is who? Who are you? Why are you doing this? By contrast, Apollo turns women into lots of different things because they oh. won't fuck him. <laughs> the, be- the best, though, is Artemis, who uh, sees the the hunter Acteon like uh, peeking a look at her naked, and she's like, "Well, they can't have that," and turns him into a deer so that he can be torn mm-hmm. apart by his hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, you're pretty badass." They turn people into a lot of shit in mythology. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well. Anyways, play Yeah, play Hades. It's real good on Switch and PC. Probably coming at the consoles. It'd be absurd if it didn't. But yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, Alex, you got a few things here. Hi. Yes, I do. Take us on a journey. Um, The first one we can talk about is Heaven's Word is Finished. That okay. That that we can just quickly knock that you out. Got the, you fucked the dragon. You got the credits. I fucked the dragon. I got the credits, and then I 
unfucked other dragons and got the other credits. I want to okay. fuck dragons so bad, but my server selection, the, the server I want to play on is congested. And so I can't. Can we, can we take that clip out of context, please? Pat saying, I want to fuck dragons so bad. <laughs> Yes. But I'm congested. But I need to get you some Sudafed. If anyone, if if any advertisers want to use that clip, I I I have a price. <laughs> I can be bought. But yeah, uh, no, I got to the end of Heaven's Word. It does some really interesting narrative stuff, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, which I can say for a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen in the the narrative. At goes what point? Places. At what point are you going to start expecting it? Well, it's because they never do the same trick twice. Like that's kind of been my issue with previous Final Fantasy games and JRPGs in general. It's like, oh, we're going to turn this character into a bad guy. And it's like, you see it coming from a mile away. Like Persona is mm-hmm. guilty of that. Like Persona 4 and Persona 5 both with the cop characters kind of being like, oh. Cops are, are bad people. Yeah. But like stuff like that. But this one, they mess with you in different ways. And then like it, it's never predictable and it's cool, which I'm into. And the last few arcs of this one were really fascinating to uh, the point where I was t- talking to my friend uh, well, a couple of friends being like, um, they're wrapping up like f- three different stories by the end of this expansion that are kind of interwoven, but you know, they're still separate and discreet. So by the time you're getting to the end, you're wrapping each one up individually and they're kind of affecting the others. And the first two finished and I was like, those were amazing. Those were fantastic. And then the third one kind of started at the end of the second one. I was like, oh, I'm not too invested in this. Why are they starting a new arc? And like, I was like three quests into it. I was like, why is this still, this is kind of, eh, I'm not too motivated. I'm going to put this away for tonight and come back to it tomorrow. And then the next mission I, or next quest I did actually paid off on stuff from like quest, like hours, like tens of hours ago. And also the trailer for a realm reborn. Like it calls back to that very specifically with like the music from that trailer and the scenario from that trailer. And it blew my mind. I was like, Holy shit, what the fuck? (laughs) So yeah, it, it goes places and it's really fascinating. So, uh, yep. I'm now into Stormblood, which means I'm over halfway to the near stuff, which was my goal. (laughs) Such a good name. Oh yeah. And it makes sense with context too. (laughs) But all right. Yeah, so that's Final Fantasy fourteen. That continues. Um, the next one, let's go for Going Under. Has anybody heard of Going Under? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Yes.
So like you're like, oh, do I want this in a future run? Yes, I will sign up for that. So all, it, it is a roguelike in that sense, and gameplay-wise, it's interesting. It kind of feels like Dark Souls to me, which you would not get from looking at it, like just looking at the art style and everything like that. Like you can pick up some uh, big ass swords which swing extremely slow. Uh, and you have yeah. to do like basically fat rolls, <laughs> like not fat rolls, but like you're rolling out of the way of danger and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it feels really good, actually. Like I, okay. that's that's the part of it I wasn't expecting. Um, like the the controls are fairly simple. You you roll with X on a PlayStation controller and you swing with Square. Basically, uh, you can okay. tap Square or you can hold Square for like a charged up attack, which takes a little extra time. And sometimes it'll give you an AOE or, you know, uh, sometimes it'll just be an extremely strong hit. Um, you're picking up weapons throughout. There's, they each have their own durability. They have their own kind of, uh, properties. Like you can pick up these boxes that, um, I think they call them sus boxes, like sus suspect, like you would see in, uh, uh, among us and stuff and stuff like that. And you throw those and they explode. Uh, you can pick up, uh, succulents, which they call big potted sucks, like with two C's. Oh God! Um, the big suck. The big suck. Uh, you I love can, that. I love yeah, that. You can you can pick up like a uh, big cup of Joe, which is just a giant coffee pot. Just fuck yeah! Ch- chug that thing down. Be, move really fast, and then you can use the coffee pot as a weapon. Um, Parts of like, this sound like uh, what? A, uh, what's that pseudo game? Uh, oh, free to play. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uncle, Uncle Death. Death. Oh, God. Yeah. Let it die? Let it Let die. It die. Let it die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it does Man, have a bit of that, that attitude. Ugh. So, the thing I've not talked about is the setup for all of this because I Which think it's really setup, cool. The setup is <laughs> like really my silly. favorite part. It's so fucking good. Where you are an unpaid intern at a startup. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And basically you're there for a marketing internship and they're like, okay, yeah, it's great. We love having you here. You're a great asset to the company. What were you here for again? Oh, wait, anyways, we have these goblins in the basement. Can you go take care of that? (laughs) Like all this stuff. And she's like, what? She's like, like your character is like, wait, what? I, I've never killed anyone before. What, what? (laughs) And it's just very funny. Um, The writing is really good. It's, and it's all, it comes from a place of knowing as someone who has worked at a startup, all the things they talk about are a hundred percent accurate. Like you're doing standups with your team. Uh, they're getting all motivational for you. Like, sorry, Andre, so, you can say, well, okay. There's two things. One. Yep. So it, does it have like kind of the Hades, like, uh, pre, like in between runs, like you get some narrative stuff going. Yes. Very okay. much. So. And then also they're on, so there's a demo on Steam. So I was looking at the Steam page and there's like a developer stream going at the top or whatever. And mm. is the money icon a cool S? Uh, not the money. That's what icon. it looks there, like. There, there is a currency that like might a, a, look a like pickup that. Yeah. that looks like a cool S. Okay. Yes. There might be one of those. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here. That's like that. <laughs> it's, it's like, for me, there's a weird balance of like kind of, you know, the kind of knowing internet humor between it being cringy and it being clever. And mm-hmm. this leans far more towards the clever. Oh, that's uh, good. Like <laughs> there's a funny moment where like the, your boss basically, uh, 
is very much one of those kind of like we'll call mid forties kind of dude and is trying to kind of keep up with the modern trends of kids. And he's like, Oh, you'll be, you'll be able to finish this dungeon so fast that you'll be, you'll be doing the dabs like you guys like to do all the time and stuff like that. And like, there's just lots of stuff in here that I, I I think it's really good. Um, Sorry. What's up? Uh, So I was going to say Scott Benson, who is one of my favorite writers in games, who um, was the primary writer on night in the woods which was one of my favorite games um, was saying that uh, he felt that the writing was really clever in going under oh, yeah. and it was online in a clever way, not yes. in a corny way. Yeah. yeah. And I, I exactly feel like there's I mean. yeah, a very thin line between that. Yeah. And, and, and it, but when it's, yeah, I'm not, uh, that was enough to make me interested in playing it. I, I personally, uh, I think it's the art is really colorful and cool. I, I don't like the art style at all from a, like a taste perspective from myself, but Hearing that the writing is that good made me interested in playing it for sure. But yeah, anyway, it's continue. Totally worth giving a shot, and it's also extremely hard. <laughs> I have yet to get like all the way through a dungeon, and there's multiple dungeons. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it's super hard. Which, uh, for better or for worse, if depending on how you like those games. I so everything you've said has made me want to play this game, and now I'm thinking about my game of the year list. Cause like, <laughs> uh, you know, like I haven't played it, so I don't know, but with what I've got, I did not expect to have like three roguelikes like <laughs> high on my, like, and I'm not even like interested in Spelunky too, but like, yeah. Oh, totally. roguelikes this year are really just, like, yeah, they're coming. doing well. Like, it's and great. then uh, rogue legacy two is an early access. And I was thinking uh, about it last night and was kind of like, you know, I think I, I'm trying not, I'm not trying to do the whole secrecy thing this year with game of the year. I respect that if other people want to, but uh, Hades is in my top slot right now. And um, I basically had to, I was like, well, risk of rain two is also extremely good. And Spelunky two is also extremely good, but I kind of had to stop and go like, those are great games. I don't want my personal game of the year list to be like half roguelikes. Six roguelikes. <laughs> yeah. Just just from a just from a like my year in gaming, the way I construct my lists, it's not even necessarily like it's not an objective list of what I think the best games are. It's it's you know what are the games that really spoke to me personally? And Risk of Rain two and and Spelunky two are both phenomenal games that I really enjoy. But Hades is kind of my roguelike representation. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know if this will be in my top ten. It could. I, I want to play more of it. Um, but yeah, uh, in it, the initial like three hours I've played of it, it's been really strong. What's cool to me is what, looking at gameplay, even though I'm not crazy about the art style, I like the color palette for sure. And mm-hmm. um, the, it, it looks materially different from a pacing and moment to moment and action perspective from something like Hades. Like, oh, yeah, it, definitely. It doesn't, Hades is a game that I, um, I, spend a lot of my runs mashing buttons in Hades. It's done in a um, informed way. It's not like random mashing. It's like, I, I know what I'm doing with every button press, but it's a lot of like hammering the dash button and stuff um, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and zipping around levels really fast. This looks much more deliberate. Yes. Uh, and, and more like you're grouping enemies up to do specific like AOEs and stuff like that. And, and, oh, totally. and much more, like and it looks like you're picking up weapons that are different as you play through a run too. So yeah, um, and uh, like I think it's cool to it, see variation. I think it came out at a really inopportune time because it's sure, it's, yeah. it's going to draw 
a lot of comparisons to Hades, just naturally because of when it came out. Same with Spelunky, frankly. Uh, but it, I think it's very distinct from all of Yeah, like it's, it appears, if you, I think if you look at gameplay for more than 30 seconds, it looks very distinct um, from, yeah. from in, in terms of how it, its structure, and, or not, it's not even structure. Structure looks similar to Hades. In terms of its gameplay, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it looks very distinct. Yeah, so... Yeah, we don't Neo need to go Cascadia. on it for too long, but Neo Cascadia. It, yeah, it's basically set in the Pacific Northwest, and they they draw attention to that. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, there's there, it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we don't have to go on it for too long because I know we're running long today. Yeah, there there is a demo on Steam, so you can go check that out. Yeah, uh, or just watch some YouTube videos of it to, and you'll you'll kind of get the vibe. And it's another one of these twenty bucks for this game seems like a great deal. It seems like there's a lot of yeah. gameplay packed in there for twenty bucks. It is. <laughs> it's a good game. I think it's also might be on sale. I got it for like it's not 20... on Steam. Oh, okay, maybe that ended. Yeah, it is. It is for me. Um, oh, loyalty so, discount. So yeah, it's that's a, that's the thing. Yeah. I had not seen that before. I think that's because if you own another Team Seventeen game, because yes. it's published uh, by Team Seventeen, they give you a discount on it. Some publishers do that. Yeah, which is I forget the last one that that happened. I I, I did that with uh, another game not that long ago. Um, it's a really nice way. I will actually probably buy it because. I can get it for 16 bucks cause I own other team 17 games and that's, right. that's, that's a, that's cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you got one more game on this list. I see. Yeah. Let's, let's go for it. So this is a game that I actually talked about, uh, earlier this year. I can't even remember. I remember. <laughs> Probably yeah. During I the remember. summer, even before it was during the first IOX, I believe. Or was it the second one? I can't even remember. This year, y'all. Uh, but yeah. This is... <laughs> no fucking kidding. <laughs> uh, when the past okay, was around. Yeah. yeah. And there was a demo that came out for this, and I played it, and we actually talked about the demo. Um, and it's basically... I don't really know how to describe it. Kind of like a point-and-click adventure game, I guess. That's uh, how with, they describe it. Oh, really? Okay. I haven't looked at yeah. the, the dev notes. Sorry. <laughs> the Steam uh, page says... Okay, yeah. Well, it's a point-and-click adventure game, essentially, with a really beautiful art style. Like, it's really striking. Um, the the artist who worked on it, like, you should follow her Twitter. She's absolutely wonderful. Um, but uh, I'll link to it in the in the show notes. However, it's interesting. It's kind of like Florence in a way, in that it's telling a very personal story, a uh, very emotional story, but it it never utters a word. Like, there is no dialogue. There's none of that. Everything that is being conveyed is all through um, character art, through animations, uh, through music. Like music is a core part of it, and ultimately through the puzzles you're solving. And again, it's a point-and-click adventure, so it's largely you know finding things in the environment, clicking on them, combining them with other things, using them on other stuff, and figuring stuff out. Um, the part about it that I wasn't expecting is that some of the puzzles are really fucking good. <laughs> like, some of the puzzles are very, very, very smart. Like, in the demo, it was a lot of, like, clicking through drawers, finding keys, opening opening other drawers that are locked with keys, and using that stuff to get to the end of the stage, basically. Um, but as you go on, like, you get to kind of multi-stage areas where you can go through doors and go to different like parts of the world. And then you'll be in the third one and be like, Oh wait, I think there was something written on the wall in the first one that seems like it might be in reference to this. So like, like I actually pretty much pulled out a pen and paper 
to like draw some stuff. I didn't actually do that. I took screenshots, but um, you know, but like you're basically taking notes on could this be a thing? Does this work with this? Can I input this combination here? And then it works and it does. And you're like, oh yeah. So it has a lot of those kind of F yeah, like you feel smart playing at moments. Uh, but all of that is also wrapped up in a pretty great narrative. Um, I probably should have expected it going in with the title uh, being when the past was around, uh, knowing like drawing the Florence comparison where Florence is all about uh, starting a relationship and it being exciting and then the end of the relationship and moving on. Like that's basically the the arc of Florence. This one is starting a relationship, uh, enjoying it, like loving it, and then the partner dying. And then like how, how to cope with that and how to move forward and stuff like that. And like things that remind you of the partner and how to deal with it, which is really interesting. So I think it hits on pretty much all notes. Like if you're interested in puzzle games, if you're interested in adventure games and point and clicks, if you want something with really gorgeous art, uh, if you want it from an interesting perspective, like the perspective on all of it is really good. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's really fascinating. Nice. Uh, I when I first looked at it, apparently I added it to my wish list when we talked about it before. So nice. I'll try and give that a look because Florence is all right. And another experience like that, the art is really great, like you said. And hearing that the puzzles are interesting is cool. Yeah, I like the puzzles a lot. Um, also, it's an Indonesian developer, so it's it's really cool to see because they. I feel like they as a developer, it's Mojiken, I believe is the name of the studio, and they yeah. just approach everything from kind of a slightly different way than you would here in North America or Europe. And I, I appreciate that a lot. So yeah, it's very cool. When the past was around, check it. Oh, they're the ones who are also doing a, a space for the unbound. Okay. That, yep. Or at least yeah, or they're, de- yeah, they're developing. Okay. Yeah. So. Which yeah, we also doing, talked about. Yep. So they're doing some cool stuff, man. Um, can e- pretty easily recommend this one. It's also pretty inexpensive. It's uh, 7 on Steam right now, 10% off. Yeah, so it's like $8 normally. So, yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode then, unless anyone has any final thoughts. All right. <laughs> speak now or forever hold your peace. You did Can't not speak. say that I do. All right. Well, <laughs> That's going to do it for episode 140 of the Gaming Fix podcast on September 26th, 2020. I have been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite pizza. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays and researching server world status uh in for final fantasy 14 where are we going where are we dropping to not change it changes every three to six months so i will either never play final fantasy 14 or give up and just play on a different server where where are you trying to drop i'm trying to drop on ultros ultros is where i would like to drop okay well godspeed allison where can people find you Find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. 
And Alex? Uh, trying to finish 13 Sentinels. Okay. Yep. Just like quick 10 second, 10 second pitch on 13 Sentinels. Um, it's kind of half visual novel, half like kind of real time strategy. The RTS oh, part looks bad. The RTS, the RTS part looks bad. Is oh okay. I would say so far it is not grabbing me. I'm two hours yeah. in, but we'll see how it goes. How does it compare to Brutal Legend? <laughs> I love Brutal Legend. <laughs> yeah, a, I don't okay. think there is a comparison there. All right, that's uh, great. Uh, you can find our podcast uh, wherever fine podcasts are distributed. You can stop by podchaser.com slash gaming fix to leave us a review we'd really appreciate it help us uh, grow and do an even better podcast and i i was reading on itunes still that's a thing i didn't realize that yeah it was still uh, yeah i guess uh apple, apple podcasts, podcasts I, iTunes, I don't know if you if that's i think most of you listen to us on itunes please leave us a review on yeah. uh itunes yeah. uh twitter.com slash fix podcast that's fix with a y and then uh, thanks again to MC Fixer for joining us. You can yeah. find him uh, on all the big platforms at MC Fixer, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and my Xbox and me, the podcast. That's going to do it, folks. We're under three hours. Yeah. We who, has a, who has something to derail us for the next three minutes? God. Anybody? So Wasteland Anybody? 3 is like it's real good. It's it's real good, but like there are some quality of life things they need to fix. Like I want to be able to put my people in like a line so that way they like run like a train instead of they just run everywhere and then they're just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm run just, over this landmine and blow gonna, myself up. I'm just gonna fade us out this week. And then, then and then my parrot dies, then I realize like two hours later, and then I have to like I can't let Polly die. I just paid two hundred dollars for this parrot. So then I have to reload a save from two hours ago where I accidentally tripped like a, a trap and then it's bullshit man but I, I got past it Polly's alive my clone's alive Major Tom's alive was Major Tom so, the cat Major Tom's the cat right yeah yeah Major Tom's the cat but I lured on my cigarettes. team cigarettes yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us everybody we'll be back <laughs> with another absurdly long podcast okay so, bye bye <laughs>